Get people jazzed up. We're alive. We are live. Hi, the women and the children. Hank Strain and crew are in the building live from the Big Daddy Gun Studios in Gainesville, Florida. We're here and we have our special guest tonight, Jonathan, a.k.a. Tactical Toolbox on YouTube. <laughs> so welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we also have Babyface Pete. Here in the in the background, since we're talking, you know, building up your own Glock and all that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about Glocks and all kinds of stuff. Whatever you guys want to as well. We'll, we'll hit up we'll hit up some news and all that with Jonathan. So first, Jonathan, uh, you know, can you tell the folks out there how you got started doing YouTube? What's your background, etc.? Um. Well, basically. I failed at everything else, so I tried YouTube. <laughs> no, that's, seriously. that's how it always starts, right? Yeah, yeah. No, dude, like, basically, I just wanted to go to med school, and I did that for, like, I pursued that for, like, eight years, and I realized it wasn't the life I wanted, and then, like, kind of just started getting into guns, and then I started noticing all the customization kind of stuff that you see floating around, and nobody was really talking about it, so I was like, well, shit, I'll try this out, and that's kind of what happened. I just kind of followed my curiosity. Yeah, but you didn't choose uh, like a job doing YouTube over a career as a med student. No, no, no. I had uh, as a, as decided against. No, I decided against med school before I even thought of YouTube. Right. It was about like a year prior, and then I just spent like a year just trying to figure out because I was always studying and going to school that I forgot what my hobbies were. So yeah, I just spent like a year just fiddling around, and then I told my wife, I was like, hey. I think, I think there's something to this. And she didn't like that for like the first nine months. Because <laughs> she was planning on like doctor toolbox. Yeah, toolbox, yeah. But the, what was even more funny <laughs> was like, even if I would have kept on the med school train, like I wouldn't have made six figures until for like another eight years. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's you got to do residency. People think, right? You know, lots of people yeah. just like, you know, but YouTube's not easy either, man. <laughs> no, no. But you have more control over YouTube, whereas like other careers, you have all these hoops you got to jump through. Yeah. So with this, like you're just kind of limited by yourself. Right. Yeah. You know? you know, here you're you're your own boss. There are some things that you go through. So I'm sure you're going through all the uh, ups and downs, ins and outs of the Google slash YouTube again, you know, where they're trying to marginalize yeah. us. Are you feeling right. the effects of that? A little bit. I mean. Like, I never really expected to make money from YouTube AdSense just because, like, January of 2016, when they deleted Hickok 45's channel for three days mm-hmm. because he accidentally violated a policy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I never <laughs> even factored in AdSense revenue. It's just like a small bonus. So, to me, I was like, well, I already kind of, you know, predicted this in my head. So, I hedged against that. So, it, I mean, honestly, like, I made like, a little over 200 bucks on YouTube last last month with over 250,000 views. So I'm not even stressing over it. Like I hedged against that and have other sources of income. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a big difference between um, the strategy of the people who started doing YouTube a long time ago. Right. And the folks that have come into it, like, let's say within the last five years, I think I started yeah. four years ago. Right. Um, Everything changed and it constantly changes. You know, YouTube is always moving around algorithms. Yeah. And um, and then they they don't take advertising from the firearms industry. And a lot of people think that, you know, we're doing gun stuff. So we must be making all this money from the gun companies. 
No, no, the gun company is late. Right, yeah, you know, the gun companies are late. They don't get it. They don't understand this stuff. And at the same time, YouTube doesn't let them advertise. So you're not not getting that either. And it's kind of like a, you know, an uphill battle or like the wild, wild west trying to uh, get the companies to understand. If you did makeup, you might be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, might be the, a firearms, the firearms companies are starting to like uh, they're starting to catch up now. So like yesterday, I was talking with a company about doing like some like a sponsored video where I do like a DIY video and use their products, but I turned it down because they wanted me to say things a certain way, and that, that's weird. I don't want to go against. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? Like yeah they were that's, wanting that's me really to use weird. like a, Yeah. So they were like, oh, yeah, could you, like, take the label off of this and do this? I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to mess up the trust that I built with the fans and followers that I have now, because that's ultimately what your currency is, is what your trust is. Yeah. And it goes against everything I believe. So, yeah, I'm sure I just, I just told them no, unless they want to change that policy. Right. I'm sure there's some folks that are wondering why we're talking about this. One of the things when I was looking at your channel, which, by the way, I mean, I think you're doing amazingly well for someone that really started a year ago. Right. Thank you. How many Thank subscribers you. Yeah. do you have? Like 20 something thousand? Uh, I think we're almost at 21,000. Yeah, 21,000. I want to encourage everyone that's watching, if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to Tactical Toolbox. He's got some really great stuff that we're going to talk about. He does a lot of Glock, a lot of custom, cool custom Glock stuff. Yeah, a lot of ARs. ARs. um, You've you've done some Polymer 80 videos. Oh, yeah, and I got more. Like, I got, like, at least three more videos to do on that. Right, which is awesome. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I, I like how professional your channel is in terms of, you know, the, the video work and all that kind of the way, the, the whole way you do it to me is very professional, cool, you Thank know, you. kind of thing. Very easy to watch because of that. Well, it's like a tiptoe because like, if you look like, so like a long time ago, I always had like these cinematic intros and I just learned that people kind of perceive that as like a commercial. Mm-hmm. And so people don't want a commercial, you know what I mean? That's why they come to YouTube. So once I dropped the cinematic intros like the channel started growing a lot quicker yeah yeah so that's that's less is more absolutely and one of the things i really like about you is you're very open and honest uh with your audience and everyone else about what you're doing and how you're approaching it you know in terms of and in terms of what we're talking about like people who sponsor the channel or that you have things going on with um i've seen people asking you about how you're running a youtube channel right yeah, yeah, definitely. Because a lot of people like to figure stuff out and then like not help others. And that's not going to, that just benefits them. So yeah, ultimately we're all in this together. So yeah. And you that's know what, this is kind of the wave of the future. I think more people in the future, you're either going to be like a part-time employee or self-employed. Yeah. 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 I definitely enjoy it. Like, because I, did, I wasn't able to really make a full-time income until like May of this year, which was about the 12 month mark. But it, it's really nice to be able to wake up when you want, because that's what I'm about is freedom and yeah. being able to choose what I do with my day. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. For yeah. me. And this is all you do, right? This is your yeah. single job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know how that is. You know, I'm always I'm always crying to baby face <laughs> about it. He's like, you know, and then I, I think I scare him. You know, it's, it's weird because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to try to tell baby face, listen, you need to up your YouTube channel. He's like, dude. <laughs> Yeah, you can't tell me these two things at the same time, you know. You ever watched Somebody. Black Mirror? What was that? I've never you ever seen that it. show on Netflix, Black Mirror. Black Mirror, yeah. Yeah, and they have that episode where like your currency is your social status, like on Facebook. 
So like, <laughs> like if, for example, if you go to the airport and you want to get on an airplane, certain airlines won't accept people that have like a like rating of under 3.6. Yeah. And, it, and like I'll every, never get on that plane. You can't even go to work. Like people, like their like status would go down, and their their job won't let them in. It's yeah. I, I can see that happening eventually. It's coming. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Babyface? Don't remember. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. It'll come back in a minute. <laughs> Lost it already. Gone. I'm gone. So we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of cool things. Like you know, I've got guns. This is like. This is a polymer 80 build that Babyface and I did. We're going to talk about that. Here's a, um, this is actually kind of kind of like a custom Glock build that we have going on here. We're going to talk about this. This is actually from the Big Daddy Gun store. I went to the store and grabbed this out of the case and brought it in to show you guys. We'll talk about, I'm sure that Jonathan has some cool guns, right, Jonathan? Yeah, I got a few here. Yeah, he's got some cool stuff he's going to throw up. You want to throw up something, just a teaser, so we let the folks know while we're waiting for their questions and everything to come in. Here's two of my favorites. Yeah, there we go. Uh Oh, you froze a little bit. Am I frozen? Yeah, okay, there, you're back, you're back. Okay, so there you go. We got this Yeah, Yeah, these are my two favorites right now. Yeah. Yeah, so well, there you go. So we got that baby face. What you got? Throw that up again, baby face. That's, that's my that's my Mark. Well, this is my my STD, my Hank STD, my strange oh. STD Mark Twelve. Do you conceal carry that? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, Appendix. I have a, yeah, basically, yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no you can't tell the difference between that rifle and and babyface's schlong. Yeah, it's the same thing basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> so yeah, we got that. And uh, but first, before we get into anything, I just want to talk about this. Yesterday, I was showing. This is a very cool one to six by twenty four scope. This has the. Uh, the uh, ACSS. I got the box here. That's what I'm. That's what I'm reading off of. So it has the ACSS. Are you going to put that on a, a Glock? Uh, yeah. Well, we could we could <laughs> put it on a Glock if we have the right mount. <laughs> Four times six times scope. Yeah. So this is a Gen three. It's got the ACSS reticle. It's a five five six and uh, three oh eight. You can see that from the box. You can see the reticles here. From primary arms, we were talking about a 22 yesterday. Um, this one we're talking about where we've been uh, testing this, putting this on stuff. We're going to have videos where Babyface and I are going to talk about these. But I wanted to let you guys know the reason why I'm showing it is that in the videos and even here, we've got a link from primary arms where you guys can get this optic with free shipping and a mount, free shipping and a free mount. If you click on the link, it's in the description of this video. So if you're looking for a 308, Last night, someone said that they just bought a 308 and they're looking for a, an optic to go on it. So there you go. You can click this. And when you buy this from Primary Arms through that link, I'll talk about it a little bit later. You'll get the free shipping and a free mount from Primary Arms. You know, we will chat a little bit about that towards the end. You know, um, it's over. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, hey, listen, I'm, I'm hooking the folks up out there, man. Seriously, yeah. I had to, my my optics that I had, I had to buy uh, scope mounts for all of them. So, yeah, if I, I could have got a free mount with it, that would have been like way better. Yeah. Also, yeah. You know what? When uh, when we were talking to primary arms about it, we were like, listen, you know, you've got to help us out to like give something to the people. You know, not just I mean, free shipping is cool, but, you know, yeah. people need more than free shipping. They need mounts. I hate that, by the way. I hate when I buy uh, an optic and it doesn't have the mount. Yeah, it's yeah. so annoying. You don't yeah. know what to do. 
Yeah, now I have to get a mount. <laughs> now that starts the whole thing over like, oh my God, what mount am I putting on this thing? You know, it's a whole thing. So we got you covered in this case. Now, before we uh, jump into stuff with, with Jonathan here and Babyface, I want to talk about some related stuff because, you know, the 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 uh, SIG P320 thing, I guess, is still going. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I put this link in, in our internal chat. If anyone else wants to see it, I could put it up there. Yeah. But it's on the truth about guns. And it's the question of the day. And it says too soon. And it's basically an Instagram post from Glock Inc., which shows, you know, really nice to Glock. Yeah, it looks (laughs) well, they put a nice Glock 19 and it looks like they've got a headset there, you know, like a knife and everything. And then they go, you know, before you drop that P320, pick up a Glock. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, uh, everybody has to jump on the the Glock, the the SIG hate wagon. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Jonathan? (laughs) I had a SIG P320 and I just, I just didn't prefer it. Like there was nothing wrong with it. I just was like, uh, I just felt better with the Glock in my hand. So I traded it for a Glock 26. Oh, okay. Did, nice. you, did you do any videos about it on your channel? I, I started to, and it, actually my friend has it and he's just not available enough for me to do more videos on it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's all right gun. I just, it wasn't me. Yeah. Well, I thought you would have liked the P320 because, you know, it's modular and then right. that, that kind of helps you to be able to do more modifications to it. Right. Well, that's what I that's why I originally got it was because, one, you know, if I want to have my frame stipple, stippled, I don't have to pay overnight shipping to ship it to an FFL, which is like 50 bucks. Yeah. I can just ship it, you know, in a USPS box. Right. And then so that was one reason why I got it. And I did like the modularity of it. It was just it just didn't shoot well in my hand. That was it. Like, you know, my buddy, he's super accurate with it. Me, I suck with it. So do you think that was because... That's the problem I had. Oh, you had the same thing? It just just doesn't fit my hand well. So is it grip angle that you got? No, it's it's the bore axis as well as the ergonomic of the grip. Mm -hmm. So, like, I know they have the different palm swell sizes that you can get, but Mm -hmm. none of them fit me. It was just weird. Yeah. Right. Well, the reason why I ask about that, I know, I think Zev, I think Zev is coming out with um, frames for the P320. And there's probably going to be other people. You know, that's the whole cool thing about, I like the idea of the modularity. I had the SIG P250s and I've actually, if if you go way back in the archives of my channel, you'll see I've got a bunch of videos with the SIG P250s. I liked it for that idea. Then I sold them. And then when the P320s came out, I really did seriously think about getting into it and I just got caught up in a lot of stuff. Um, and even with this, even with all this stuff going on, I think that all of this will just serve to make it better. Yeah. That's yeah, what it, I really hope for guns, that they yeah. get better. Right? It just seems like that because they don't have a trigger safety, that's the only reason they're failing to drop safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, because of the weight of the trigger, you know, when it falls. I mean, yeah. that's the only reason Glocks don't go off is because that little safety is so light. It, you'd have, I don't know how fast it would have to be going, but it won't fall. So. Yeah. So what do you think about, um, you know, what do you think about Glock kind of kicking them when, the, when they're down? Is it, it, sound, it sounds like something they would do. <laughs> like, you know. Is it okay? Is it against like gun guy etiquette or, you know? I mean, I think it's low hanging fruit. You know what I mean? I think it's maybe a low blow. I think they could have took the higher road and more people would have respected them more. Yeah, but you know we're kind of gun guys, right? We should be a little tougher. Yeah. I think we all kick oh, each agree. other with that. I, I agree. <laughs> you know, I think it could be like a little friendly ribbing. Yeah, 
Yeah, because now what is the military going to do? Switch to Glock? No, they're not. <laughs> I doubt they're switching away. I mean, from what I see, um, SIG already fixed. If there was a problem, looks like SIG already fixed it with uh, yeah. with whatever the military has. So, um, I listen. And then I think SIG is also coming out talking about it. You know, inviting reporters out there and you know offering fixes and all that. Maybe there's some stuff they don't want to do now because right. of legal stuff. But the thing I always, in, in today's world, the way you have to do with things, if you were wrong, you kind of just have to like face up to it. Hey, we did this. We'll correct it. You yeah. know, you can't yeah, hide. Definitely. You can't hide anymore. No, no, no. You'll be exposed if you do anything wrong. Yeah. So what do you think, baby face? Is it, is it cool to kick, kick people when they're down? Oh, yeah. It's because <laughs> people are snooty. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> I got a, I got a P, a P220 sitting next to me, so I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I, I think it's funny. I, I think it's funny. Well, you know what? I, I don't know if you guys face this, but there's a lot of gun snobs amongst oh, yeah. dudes. And oh, yeah. I, remember, I remember one time I was over at my friend when, um, when Sam Andrews of Andrews Custom was here in Gainesville. He moved now. He's in uh, St. Augustine. And I was over at his place and I was doing something there. And there was a guy in there um, that came in to pick up a holster that, you know, has been friends with him for a long time. And the guy found out that, you know, I'm a Glock guy. And he was like, oh, that's for poor people. <laughs> and he was a sick guy. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, what the, you know. That's not pretentious. <laughs> yeah, what, what the hell are you talking about? See, all of that stuff to me is really silly. You know, I don't care if you have a, listen, I don't want you to shoot me with a high point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the whole idea that people have like, oh, this is terrible or whatever. Yeah. Listen, if that gun works for you, if you can afford it and you, you have a gun, that's what counts. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's all about what works for you. And I mean, because. Honestly, like if you haven't noticed, like on Instagram, like Glocks and stuff have kind of become like custom cars. You know, it's like yeah. if you get your slide work done and you're running a, a, an OEM barrel, it's like having steel wheels and a body kit. You, know? <laughs> you mean if you're just that dude? That yeah, yeah. Run? Like, dude, you got a stock barrel? It's like, what the heck? And I'm like, that would be me. I'm usually that dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't change shit. I don't on my think Glock. that way, but I just read all the comments. And I just think it's yeah. funny. Um, you know what? I do like, I, I honestly do like custom Glocks. You know what I'm saying? I always look at yeah. them and stuff like that. And um, I I would own them, but what I'm going to carry every day is probably just going to be your regular run of the mill Glock. Right. I need to get a, another 19 just because I don't have any stock Glocks. I mean, because when I first got started with all this, I couldn't get companies to send me stuff. Mm -hmm. So I had to sacrifice my personal guns to get the ball rolling. So now I'm probably going to go buy like another 19 soon. Just yeah. Just to also like when I want to test different um, like barrels or triggers, I can isolate that one variable. You know what yeah. I mean? I buy 19s and 17s all the time. Yeah, I need to more. He's always thinks I'm going to sell them to him. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm keeping nah. this. <laughs> no, nah, I'm keeping nothing them. on it. He's like, well, why, why do you need another one? Uh, because, right? Because more. So, yeah, I, I think uh, it's also it's good to have, you know, extras. There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong backup with that. For your you can, backup. Yeah, you can have as many as you want. So, okay, so we we think that it's uh, kind of like 50-50 on whether it's kicking them to kicking them, you know, when they're down or if it's too soon or whatever. I think all's fair in love and war. Well, there's no such thing as bad publicity, so to speak. I mean, there is, yeah. but I mean, they're gonna share the they're gonna take the limelight away. I mean, that's just business. 
Yeah. And another another news thing I want to talk about, I don't know whether or not you guys have seen this. It's been out for a few days. Basically, um, and this one is from CBS News, this article I'm looking at, but it says, uh, title is Walmart tries to tamp down Fuhrer over alleged gun display. So in, um, <laughs> did you guys see this? I just I just read through that about 10 minutes ago. Uh-huh. Clearly somebody went and grabbed like the back to school special sign and then stuck it on the gun cabinet because nobody at Walmart's going to do that. But I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, if you see just the every, it rustles so many gyms. <laughs> well, the picture. So to paint a picture for people who are listening on iTunes or something like that, or if you haven't seen this this photo, it's out there. Just search Walmart back to school gun display, and basically it's an end cap gun display. It's kind of like octagonal. And it has some rifles in it, but it's an end cap. So, and then there's a big sign up there that says, own the school year like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't bring back Columbine <laughs> memories or nothing. Uh, yeah, well, this one, so this woman got offended oh, and everything. And so, bec- listen, Walmart's always in the news, man. The other day they had this, um, they had some kind of like skull cap or something, something. And they, and they had written on it, nigger brown. <laughs> This was online. Wow. This was online. Yeah. Wow. Seriously. So <laughs> that's bad. Um, okay, there's some so people out there that got offended by that. <laughs> is that a product they're selling? What is that? It was some. It, this that okay. The cat. The the hat thing was on their website. So and it was brown. It was a third party. It wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't something that they were directly selling. They had a third party sales. Yeah. Like Amazon. I, I Amazon. Think, I think that. someone that was working somewhere maybe got fired that day. I was like, okay. Oh, totally. I got yeah. you, Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they posted that. So yeah, you know, Walmart is constantly getting in trouble for stuff like this. Personally, I'm not offended by that. I want that case. <laughs> probably the, the employees are probably just disgruntled to just do that. You know? yeah. yeah. But I want that case. I want that. I want the case and I want the sign on it that says. Just, so what you need to do is when, when they're closing out all the back to school stuff, go in and be like, I just want the sign, the back to school sign, be a hero. They'll, yeah. just, they'll give it to you. You can yeah. hang it on your wall above your gun cabinet. I think I'm going to do that. And if anyone <laughs> yeah. is, if anyone is, is like watching or listening to this and uh, you guys work at Walmart and you can get me one of those. You will be my buddy. I will totally <laughs> hook you up with some swag, some Hank Strange stuff, all of that, because I want that sign, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on all kinds of gun stuff. <laughs> you know, just just because uh, people are offended. Yeah, people are offended that they're offended. Yeah, by by everything. Yeah. People yeah, are by everything. yeah. There's yeah. there's always a lot of stuff like that going on. I mean, you know what? I'm thinking. Pretty soon, Walmart's just going to stop with the guns and ammo altogether. I don't know. What do you guys think? Because I know they're, uh, I they it, um, they don't carry AR-15s anymore. No. I think it's funny that people tweeted Walmart as if Walmart had done this. Like, clearly no employee was going to do something like that. I mean, nobody really cares. It was somebody just trolling. Somebody went to the thing, got the sign, and brought it over. Anyone walking into the store could have moved the thing, but, but, but let's say, exactly what it was. but let's say someone put it on the end cap, right? Someone that works at Walmart. This is not a thing on Walmart institutionally, unless it's in every, if you show, if there's 10 people that go into Walmart. And it's around the country, that's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, they had to have a board meeting and someone had to go, yeah, uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to put these signs on the gun cases. <laughs> 
It's a good way. It's 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 probably a good way to get some publicity. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was that deliberate. The publicity you want? <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever bought guns from Walmart? No, I bought a ten twenty two from Walmart. Oh, okay, where where are you, Jonathan? In the ass. It's a huh? Where are you, Jonathan? Do you reveal? Can you reveal the location? Yeah, I, I'm in Arizona. Arizona. Uh, yeah, I just Walmart wasn't selling guns when I got into guns, so that's the only reason I never bought them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you buy ammo or anything like that? In, do you even shop in Walmart? Yeah, yeah, I'll shop there. It's the only thing where I live that where I can get anything. So yeah, I have to get ammo there usually if I'm running low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, um, I think eventually Walmart is just gonna like just stop selling guns and stuff like that, man. Hopefully yeah. Amazon picks it up and just does an ammo delivery. And <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. <laughs> you know what would be great? You know what would be great? Yeah, if you could get the drone. <laughs> yeah, the drone delivery of ammo, like with a little parachute yep. right at your house. That's going to be one big-ass drone, okay? Yeah. That's going to be like the drone the size of the drones that go in to kill ISIS. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, all right. So we're going to, I'm going to come back and do some more. There's like a bunch of stuff in the news or whatever. If you guys have any things in the news you want to talk about or any questions you want us to ask Jonathan, we'll get into that. Um, Jonathan, tell us about what, what do you, what like videos have you put out lately? What kind of stuff are you working on? So right now I just, uh, so I did like one polymer 80 video back in uh, April when they released the, the compact version. Okay. And it just kind of took off like wildfire. And I was like, all right, let's do another one, you know, and then another one and then another one. So I've just, I kind of use that popularity as a way to get more exposure for the smaller companies that are customizing slides and stuff like that. So it's kind of the vehicle I use to gain exposure for other people. So like right now I'm just completed this guy right here. It's a, it's a PF 940 C in the gray version, but, uh, exhale i'll uh i'll have a video up on this next week at my channel uh but a guy basically he stipples these um, when they're not completed and then he ships them right to your door already stippled for 300 bucks wow so i like that yeah it's a pretty nifty idea he has like different designs and stuff but i think that's a cool idea to just hey i have these frames what pattern do you want 300 dollars mm -hmm. flat yeah so what what frames are they again? i'm sorry they're the Glock 19, uh, PF 940C. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is compact yeah, so, Compact frames. Yeah. Because I didn't like yeah, the full these size. these are frame. amazing. Well, they're about to do the yeah. another full size that's like these. So, like, on the full size that you guys have, it has the plastic rear rails. So, now it's yep. all metal. Okay. Oh, and that's so, nice. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. those frames are from uh, Polymer. Just, are they from Polymer 80? Yeah. Yeah, these are from Polymer 80. Yeah. They basically took all oh, the wow, look at that. Yeah, from the originals, and then just made everything better. Oh, so it literally feels. I like this better than OEM. And it's, that's it's is that like a carbon gray? Yeah. So they got gray. They have OD green. They got coyote tan. They got flat dark earth, and then black. Oh, cool. So yeah, I have other frames. They're just in the safe. Yeah, I just the uh, that, waiting the on more parts. Was, uh, was like pre-production one, or right when they first came out? That one. Yeah, 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 that's the original. I just don't like. Yeah, here's. I, I think it's too thick for me, and I don't like the Magwell. Yeah, here's yeah, the, the grip angle is still the same, uh, but <laughs> there's no Magwell on it anymore. This is what I'm trying to find. 
Yeah, this is what yeah. we have. I don't think this was a first gen. <laughs> I think it was second gen. Is it first gen? Because I think it's okay. first gen. I think it's the first because you got it while you were at uh, Shot Show. They gave it to you. Yes, I think so. So yeah, yeah it's so, like so first off the line. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, it is like we've got it where it's drop free and everything. We've got the, oh, it's the fucking cool. that thing was a horrible yeah. job to, to make. So there you go, basically. And then the, the, Magwell. What's this one? So this is oh, the, that's the so much one. better. It's way better. So you can you can add a Magwell to it if you desire. Like a it all Not you know fair. is obviously Gen three <laughs> stuff. Because yeah. so a lot of people always want to know why you can't do Gen four, and it's because the Gen four patent doesn't expire for like fifteen years. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is that there won't be any Gen okay. 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Gen 3 patent expired, so that's why there's so much aftermarket available for it. Yeah, yeah. hold that up again, Jonathan, yeah. so that uh, folks can see it. Okay, you're putting on the Magwell. Um, yeah, so yeah, so that Magwell looks a lot sleeker. Yeah, On this is the Zev. Uh, but any Gen 3 Magwell, from what I understand, will fit. Will fit it, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. I mean, so just to um, just to show you guys what we have here, I'll lock I'll lock my thing so we can talk about this, right, Babyface? What um, what do we have here? So we have the polymer eighty. We've got. Um, hey, check check out chat real quick. Yeah. Um, polymer eighty says they'll send us one of the one of the compacts so we can try making. Oh, them. cool. Okay, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's awesome. He just said look them up on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're building really those because I I the compact i feel like i'm gonna like it so much better than the first one we built okay oh cool okay it's yeah just, that's great i, I have, no problem. I have I, tiny hands yeah i have really tiny hands so like i want to try the smaller one yeah the you got, drop hands yeah he's got those baby hands oh, baby hands <laughs> yeah. his hands are very small they're they're very, very small <laughs> yeah so i didn't know i didn't know polymer 80 was watching so what's up polymer 80 thanks they're for good people, uh, man yeah, they're good dudes. Yeah, they. I met them at um, some show, either Shot Show, NRA. I can't remember to be honest with you. And, well, it's uh, we, funny. I don't. So, go ahead. No, go ahead, babyface. Go ahead. I was gonna say. So, um, somebody's asking if you do a ten millimeter in the polymer eighties. I don't think you can. I think for ten millimeter, you have to have the bigger frame, like uh, the forty-five ten mil frame. And they, I, I don't think they have that yet. Yeah, Jonathan, do you know about that? Because uh, what gens the ten millimeter stuff? I don't know, to be honest. It's uh, if it's Gen 4, if it's Gen 4, there's no way right now. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not a generational thing. Oh. It's the, the frame, the frame oh. size on the 45 and the 10 mil are bigger to fit the cartridge. Right, right. It would have to be a whole nother frame just because that's what 940 stands for is oh, 9 okay. millimeter and 40 caliber. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, 10 mils, it's too long for the, for the 40 frame. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But they are coming out with an updated full size version to the one that you yeah, guys yeah. have. Well, ready says, yeah. The Glock yeah. 21 and 20. So they would, um, if you guys make one, that'd be cool. I want a 10 millimeter. Yeah, I think uh, 10 millimeter is very popular. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. If you do it, we will build it. You know. Definitely. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go over this real quick, babyface, and then we'll get we'll get Jonathan to show yeah. us stuff. What we have on here. Um, we've, I don't know, who's, who's freezing? Is that me or, or you, babyface? Yeah, he's like freezing up, so I don't know what's going on. I don't either. Yeah, so, okay, all right. right so better? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if something happened to your internet speed, but it sounded like you were freezing. Probably did. Yeah. Am I good now? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, so um, basically what we have on here, the slide <laughs> is from KE Arms. You know, the barrel is from Zev Tactical, actually, I think. You know, we've got an RMR. I probably shouldn't have shown this RMR because I borrowed it from my brother, Anonymous Strange. 
and he's going to see this now and it's going to remind him <laughs> that I've got his arm. He's going to be like, wait a second, dude. You need to send that back to me. That's the good one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I borrowed it from him. And I was like, yeah, when I'm finished with the video, I'll send it back. So, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done this. <laughs> you know, and this is threaded and all that kind of stuff. And uh, what kind of trigger did we put in here? I don't know. Did we put a special trigger in here, Babyface? Everything was Lone Wolf. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there you go. So if for us, uh, go ahead. What are you going to say? Okay. Uh, I was just saying, I, it's embarrassing that uh, the Polymer 80 guys are watching because you can see, hold it back up real quick. Oh, <laughs> you really? can see yeah, I screwed up. I screwed up the pinhole. I don't know if the mold was incorrect or what, but the first pin didn't work right. So I had to drill it again and, and fix it. Um, we were having like weird firing issues. So I, I redid it, but it was a screw up on my part. Yeah. Also, we're not as like Jonathan is, is like way, you know, he's way more professional. <laughs> that's not really. That's really what it is. I think. Cause we just go like gun ho, like, yeah, we could do this. We well, don't that's need any instructions. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that isn't something I do. I have to follow instructions or I screw everything up. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're, we're kind of like, you know, we're cowboys. We're winging it. Yeah. We just jump in there and do stuff. And that, you know, like this is threaded. So while you guys, while you're talking and while you show something, I'm going to put my Osprey. Jonathan, are you, do you have suppressors yet, man? No, not yet. I'm working on that. Yeah. So check it out. This is an Osprey from um, Silent Circle. I was actually going to try to get in touch with Silencer Shop, see if they wanted to do something. Um, yeah, so. you should. Good luck. Yeah. But, um, you know, this is this is the Osprey from Silencer Co. They don't like it when yeah. I say Silencer Co. So is it a I nine? say Silencer Co. But um, this is a 45. Uh, and um, and you can put the stuff in it for it to you can you can change it over to nine. But I got the 45 because then I could do more with it. Right. You can so, always go down in caliber. You just can't. Step yeah. Up um, yeah. It's probably quieter if you're going to shoot on nine millimeter. Right. Right. And you get the nine. It's probably quieter, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Which one did you get, Babyface? You got the nine, or did you get uh, one? I got the forty-five Osprey. Oh, you got the forty-five Osprey, forty-five octane, and nine octane. Yeah. So, Jonathan, have you gotten into suppressors yet, my friend? No, not at the moment. I'm working on it. Uh, but recently, I've been playing with. Be careful. I, yeah, I've been playing with compensators a lot. <laughs> Those are a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, like. I know you guys did a video on the 2.0, so this is my 2.0. Oh, oh, hold on. Let me lock it on you here. That is cool. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, who do you, yeah, who's so, it, like the, is it hydro dipped or is Cerakote? No, this is Cerakote. So basically I had it done at two separate places. So the slide I had done by Maple Leaf Firearms and they'll do slides like the cuts for like 300 bucks or less. They're really affordable. And then the Cerakote was done by a local FFL guy that I know called Legion Precision. He actually, I, I wanted like specific colors. So he like named it Toolbox Camo, which is pretty nice of him. Oh, cool. And then, yeah. And then I just, I put the, I got the Apex uh, semi-fit gunsmith barrel. So you have to like file it to make it fit perfectly, but there is like zero wobble in the chamber or at the end of the barrel. And then I put the uh, TBRC compensator on it. I haven't even fired it in this configuration yet because I've been sick all week, but yeah, and then I got the yeah the Gen three and four. Yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah. Hold that up in the uh, hold that up one more one more time here so we can get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sweet, I really. Yeah, it's very cool. That. So if someone wants to get that, um, what was the name of the guy that did the seracoding for you? 
So Cerakote's Legion Precision, and he calls it Toolbox Camo. Okay. Um, it's instead of like flat dark earth, he used like uh, bronze. So okay, it has a, a nicer look to it. Right. And then, uh, and if someone wants to get yeah. that, they can they can get in touch with him and get theirs. Yeah, it's just legionprecision.com, and then uh, you contact him, and then okay. send him your stuff. Yeah. Right. And then tell him I want the tactical toolbox camo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So here you go. See there. There you go. You guys. That's what. That's what it looks like with the suppressor on it. You know. I think we've, I, I think, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know what's funny? Yeah, yeah. You want to appendix carry, shoot your suppressor, and then put it next to your junk. Right. <laughs> See how that is. Get a suppressor burn. <laughs> yeah. What, um, you know, so, okay, so what What other ones do you have there, Jonathan? Let's see. So, what, so that, video, was, that video is coming up, right? That video yeah, is not yeah. out yet. Okay. Yeah, well, I've done the video, like, on the slide work. Um, I haven't done the video on the barrel or the, this compensator yet. And then I'm waiting for apex to release the 2.0 flat trigger so I can do a video on that. And then this was my, like, I guess, original lot 19 that I bought. Um, the stippling was done like a long time ago, so it's kind of beat up, but I kind of got another slide and this one's called like the reptile from, uh, more so CNC. Um, they're, they're, they're a machine shop out of Vegas. They started working with me when, before I even had like 700 subscribers. So they've always been real chill and uh, got the Vortex Viper, the Apex, uh, the Apex trigger. And then uh, I got this KKM barrel. It's a loner right now from the guy who did the stippling on this. He sent it so I can try it oh, out. I was going to ask you if you, you don't do your own stippling, right? No, no, I don't have time. I would. I mean, if I wasn't doing YouTube, <laughs> it would be something that would really, you know, interest me because I can. Yeah. I love doing stuff like that, but I just don't have the time right now. Right. And then, and, then, and what vortex, huh? what vortex was that you had on there? Oh, that's, that's the Viper. The Viper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to spend a shitload of money on an RMR, I think it's like yeah. the next best option. I'm not going to say it's great. Downside to this is you only get about four months out of the battery. And then it has these set screws that are blocked by the rear sight. So you have to loosen those before you can do the elevation and windage kind of a pain in the ass. So you have to zero it like with the rear sight removed oh, and then put the rear. That is a pain in the butt. Yeah, it's a little bit of a pain, but for 180 bucks, I mean, you can't really complain. And yeah. then, uh, that was cool. This, this is another recent acquisition. So this, this gun was a mistake. I mean, not a mistake. It wasn't meant to be an actual build. So I got like, when I did my first polymer 80 build, I got a completion kit with an OEM slide. Then uh, I sent it to these guys in uh, Fort Myers. Florida called Loki Tactical. Oh, Florida. Yeah. yeah What's it yeah. called? Loki Tactical? Yeah. Okay, L-O-K-I. All right. Awesome. But yeah, they, they do some pretty innovative slide work and they're affordable as well. Like I think if you don't get the optic cut, it's like 300 bucks with single coat, okay. coat. And then I had this uh, frame stippled. So I bought the frame separately and then I had it stippled by stip grips out of Texas. And then... The trigger is from Arsenal Democracy. I believe they're out of Florida as well. But this is called like the switch trigger and it literally like feels like a light switch. So you pull it like there's no there's no pre-travel. Like, oh, yeah, I've never heard of that. That's cool. So let's see if I can get closer. So like it's like, boom, like that's it. Huh. And uh, it's very interesting. It uses all OEM internals and uh, but he just polishes them and then he de he hones them down. So 
you don't get all the stamp markings that are on the trigger bar and stuff. Right. And what does a trigger like that cost? This one's one hundred eighty-five dollars. Okay. Yeah, but it's safe for carry. It still pulls at like four point five five pounds. But because the guy that owns Arsenal Democracy is a genius, he uses leverage as a way to make it feel like it's like three and a half pounds. Okay. So it, it's kind of deceptive. Like you pull this trigger and be like, oh, that's a competition trigger. But then you put the scale on it and it's carry weight. And then the, uh, the barrel here is like a barrel comp combo from Mayhem Syndicate. And basically what these guys did was they designed a compensator that is no bigger than the thread protector on your threaded barrel. And uh, they shortened the threading. And then this installs and secures with a roll pin, but they've actually updated it now. So there's literally like a detent that like is spring loaded. So you just thread it on, it clicks into place and then you thread it off with your hand. So you don't need Loctite. You don't need, this one's their first gen. They, they just released the second gen, okay. which I should have one of those soon, but it's a proprietary barrel. So, you know, they had to shorten the threading a lot, you know what I mean? In order just to get that so short, but it basically takes your 19 and makes the slide the exact length of a Glock 17. Oh, cool. So, so in your in your experience, do those compensators work or the, do they just look badass? They do work, like, cause I did some footage like in my review of this and I put it next to the TBRC, but on the Glock. And it, I will say like in the hand, I can't tell a difference as much, mm -hmm. but when you slow it down, you can definitely see the difference in muzzle rise. So basically it just redirects all the energy. To, so it, instead of getting like this motion, you're getting this motion where it just comes straight back. Okay. So they do make a difference and it's just, you can get faster follow-up shots. Yeah. Really. Very cool. Yeah. All right. I want to, I want to make sure we're hitting up some questions. We're going to show lots more guns and stuff like that. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, I, and I want to remind everyone that's watching to like this video, click that like button, click it. And then also share on your social media that we're doing this so that, you know, your friends can jump in, watch the show, ask us questions and stuff like that. And if you do that, we really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. So I'm going to um, hit up some questions now. So um, uh, I guess people want to know, is it more affordable to do it yourself, customize your own Glock or buy it already done? What do you think, Jonathan? I think it depends. I think a lot of people stay away. Like something I've kind of noticed just talking with other FFLs is they have all these customized Glocks, right? And they got over a thousand dollars into them and then they have it set for sale for like maybe a hundred dollars more than what they have in it and nobody yeah. will buy it. Like <laughs> yeah. nobody will buy it because one, it's really hard to hide like a $1,200 expense from your wife. So <laughs> you know what I mean? But whereas if you build it, you could just buy it like a hundred bucks at a time, you know, pay cash or something like that. And, and the wife doesn't see it. And then number two, people kind of have like this knee jerk reaction to prices. Yeah. So for example, I have an aero precision. Uh, they just partnered up with gray, gray ghost and they've come out with a complete slide package for Glocks. And, uh, it's all customized, got the RMR cut. It comes with everything, but the sights and it comes with a threaded, match grade barrel, all that stuff. It's like 700 bucks. And then, so a lot of people had a knee jerk reaction of, wow, that's super expensive. But if you bought just like a complete OEM upper, that's going to run you about $400. And then if you had it sent off, had the slide cut, had it Cerakoted, bought a match grade barrel, you're going to be at like $900. So it is more affordable, but you just got to break it down to really see it. 
Yeah, I think it. Yeah. Um, you know, Babyface, before I give my opinion, you you were with me when we were building this one. What do you think? Is it more affordable to just buy a custom or, you know, build it yourself? What do you think? Glocks. I think the Glocks are so cheap at this point. You can get aftermarket like police trade in Gen 3s for like 380, 400 sometimes. Yeah. If you want your basic, very basic lock, just buy one. Um, I think this is better for people who want to tinker. So people who want yeah. to have really specific things on their Glock, this is the way to go. Yeah. You gotta like to do it too. Like you can't be, yeah. you, I, I love tinkering and I, I can't keep anything stock, whether it's a car or a gun, like I gotta change something about oh, yeah. it. So yep. I think if you have that kind of hobby, it's way less expensive than like say putting a turbo on a car. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like four grand, five grand. <laughs> so, yeah, that's know. true. Yeah. yeah. When you say that, that is true. I know. I, I think that, uh, yes, if you, if you've got the time and you've got the uh, patience and the skills and all that kind of stuff, it's not a bad thing to do. You know, it could still, it could, yeah, it could still get expensive. Okay. Buckshot's getting going. He could probably hear me every time he hears me, he goes crazy. So, you know, um, it's, it could be expensive depending on what you put on it. Right. You know, yeah. if you want this barrel and that thing and this thing on there, it could get, it could get to be expensive. So now like, um, I pulled this out of the, um, out of big daddy guns. It was in the window. And basically this is a uh, Glock 19 with um, it's got the ALG mount on here, you know, and it also has some agency arms. I think the triggers agency arms and the magwell is agency arms. If you guys can see that. That's yeah. Magwell. I like their magwells. They do yeah. have good magwells. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like, you know, it's uh, kind of streamlined and all that, you know, um, and I think this is Zev. This is Zev's uh, extender here on the mag. Yeah. On the magazine. Um, I'm, I believe it's Zev because of those two lines. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Zev. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. You know, um, something like this is going to be in the $1,600 range. So you can go buy this with the RMR and everything on it for 1600 bucks at Big Daddy Guns. And if you, you know, if you tell them, you know, Hank Strange, you might even get, you know, a little bit of a, they'll, they'll either, if they like me that day, they'll just, they'll add on a hundred bucks. <laughs> I think they, you, know, you they, kind of they answered hate my question is, uh, so for example, like with this Glock right here, there's like nothing stock on it, right. but this is only like $1,800 into this entire thing. Like with mm -hmm. stippling, trigger, slide work. I take that back. Minus with the optic, mark. Yeah. without the optics, 1800 with the optic though. Because right now Cabela's has a sale for three forty nine for the Type mm -hmm. ones, mm -hmm. so I got that for three forty nine. But with the optic, it's like twenty one hundred dollars, or I could go to Agency Arms and pay twenty six hundred for one with OEM sights and no RMR. Yeah. So I do think it is cheaper to build it. You just gotta source the customizations from the right people. Yeah, I think it all. Yeah, it all. It really all depends, right? This is not super built up. Because really, right. it's just the magwell and the trigger, and then you know this um, ALG mount and the RMR. Yeah, and the RMR, yeah. but that just goes on there. You know, that's right. not really that big of a deal. It is. It's not really bad, I think, like price wise for this whole setup. But it depends. Like, if you want more stuff, if you want to put in uh, barrels and the, you know, it's, you want it to be threaded, then you want, right. you know, you want like like you want a special slide and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. On there, then you you know. I am interested though. I want to try out, you know, agency arms and salient arms just because I want to see what the hype's about. 
because in my experience, I can build them and have them sourced out from different places for at least $700 less. So that's why I, I want to try out their guns eventually. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't, I don't know if um, I don't know if 904 Outdoors is asking how much. I don't know if he's asking about uh, about. He, the, he was asking me. <laughs> oh, he's okay. We're, uh, yeah, yeah. We're we're talking about the the 40 cal's that Copper Custom is selling right now. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, the chips, the chips models. Yeah. Yeah. The California Highway Patrol guns. Yeah, Jonathan, all your stuff's nine millimeter, or do you go different caliber? Yeah, I have. Well, for the Glocks, for the polymer stuff, it's all nine right now. I do want to get a 45 ACP Glock. But I just built an 80% 1911. I don't have it here because I got the slide being milled and everything, mm -hmm. but it's 45. And then, uh, but for handguns, yeah, that's pretty much it. Nine millimeter and then 145. But I am going to get into the other calibers here as I move forward. Yeah. So um, let me hit up some more questions here. Uh, here uh, I'm not sure who asked this question, but they want to know what makes sense to, to um, do as upgrades on a Glock. Sites mainly. I mean, honestly, a Glock really doesn't need upgrades. Uh, and that's something I always tell people, like, I enjoy all these upgrades, but none of them are necessary. I just prefer them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess if you're going to upgrade anything, I would, I would just upgrade to sites. I think that's probably the most common upgrade that people do with Glocks. Yeah. They probably do the sites, go night sites or, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever it is you want. And then I think after that, maybe they do the trigger. I, I don't really do that. But there are there's um, there's quite a few good triggers out there and there's always more coming to the market. Yeah. So I think after that, people go with the trigger. Depends on um, what state you live in. Like some states, yeah. they're not really cool about having, you know, aftermarket triggers for on your carry gun and then. If you live in free states, most of them really don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then another question that I see in here um, is, have you guys seen the land tax slides? I did. I saw them at TriggerCon. They, they look really nice. I'm going to see if I can get my hands on one. They're also coming out with match-grade barrels as well Okay. that I want to try out. But they have interesting uh, milling done to them. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. I haven't heard back from them yet, but sometimes they'll hit me back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, once you go past that. So, for example, I know um, my brother, for example, he he when he gets his Glocks or he used to. I don't I don't think he really does it anymore. He used to just like customize everything. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I don't know if people know this about Glock, but once you start customizing things, really, technically, you voided that the warranty on the Glock. Oh, yeah. I'm technically. Yeah. Now, sometimes, sometimes they don't really hold you to that. But if you go crazy, because yeah. once you start messing around, you know, um, like a simple Glock, which I don't have one other than what I'm carrying on me right now. I mean, a, a, your basic Glock, it looks real simple, it, but there's like some high level of engineering going on there. And once oh, yeah. you start messing around with that and the like slide weights and all those kinds of things come into play, it's right. just not going to work the same. And you have to spend time getting in there and adjusting things and playing around with this, playing around with that. And then yeah. even when we built this up, I mean, you know, it's a lot of hours that Babyface spent. Like, luckily for me, you know, he's not. There was a lot that went into it that like yeah. uh, fine tuning things. It was the first time we'd done it. So there was a lot of like things that we weren't ready for that we had to fix. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it is, you know what? I think that at the end of that, it's just like guys that, and you, you do AR stuff as well, right? You yeah. know, you kind of like, um, and like you were saying with cars, you kind of get to know your car better. You kind of get to know your gun better when you do all of this stuff. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the first AR I ever had, I chose to build it just so I knew exactly how it worked. Exactly. And if something went wrong, I knew where to you look. Can, yeah, you can easily fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's not. I think it really depends on who you are. You yeah. Know? Like if you don't have the patience for it and you just want to kick like concrete, like you shouldn't do this stuff. Yeah. And then all, but and if you if you don't have the patience and you have the money, it is worth it to have people, someone else do yeah. it or buy it like that. A lot of times you'll right. save money, you'll save time because you'll get something that's already built. And uh, the good the, uh, the, the the there's companies out there that have a good name for doing this kind of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. So definitely. you get it from those guys. Do you have any of your uh, customized ARs? Around. I'll, I'll, get, I'll grab them. They're not really custom. I just built them. So oh, okay. Oh, you, oh, so you don't go. So you don't go and just buy an AR. You just build them up, right? That's what a lot yeah, of people do nowadays. Right. Yeah. So, so Jonathan's over there grabbing us an AR. That's going to be interesting. I want to see what he what he's built up over here. Babyface, you're like moving from upstairs and downstairs. Uh, my audio got weird, and, and the internet down. So my router is like right there. Yeah. If I go all the way downstairs to the kitchen, it gets a little funky. So it's better to be up here. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they. Plus, go. it'll okay. make me stand. I got a standing desk. So it'll actually make me stand now, up. Right. Now, you guys aren't seeing, like, Jonathan's lower third keeps dropping out for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> but yeah, I think, so it's YouTube, I think it's YouTube doing it to us again. But Jonathan's from Tactical Toolbox. For anyone that's watching, please subscribe right. to Tactical Toolbox. So this got? is the uh, first AR I built. It's not with the scope or the bolt, but basically it's just an Anderson lower. And then this was in like 2015. So this was prior to YouTube and uh, standard lower parts kit. I think I got the CMMG just because I had the color coded little, you know, baggies. So I yeah, it makes it so easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the first right. one I used was like the color coded bags. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And then I bought the upper from uh, radical firearms. It was like a complete upper for 300 bucks. And this was like right before Obama did his like presidential address about gun control. So yeah. it took me 10 weeks to get it. <laughs> then I just put like, a, you know, a mission first uh, tactical butt stock on it. I mean, it's pretty basic. And then I just recently just put this optic on it. It's the, it's kind of like the primary arm, just the Adaball one to eight. It doesn't have the ACSS reticle though. So I want to try those. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to tell you, man, that ACSS reticle. Really see, our nice. friend, yeah, we had him on the show, Dimitri, and he designs those. So I'm going to take that opportunity to show this. Yeah, again. I saw that. Yeah, I'm going to show this again, guys. Here you go. From one to six by 24. If you want to buy this optic from Primary Arms, Babyface is laughing at me. But if you want to buy this, we've got a link in the description of the video. And you guys can buy this thing and get free shipping. I can about... I can tell you from experience, the 4 to 14 is also really nice. That's the one that I have in the Mark 12 downstairs. Yeah, yeah, which we'll do a video. We're going to do videos for like all these things, but I'm just yeah. trying to share it early with people so that if guys are out there and they wanted to do it, if you have to wait for us to do the video, you might be mad that you missed <laughs> out. So that's why yeah. we're doing it. But yeah, the the um, ACSS reticle is freaking awesome, man. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the problem I have with that one by 8 is it's only zeroed for 5.56. Five, so I can't put it on my 308 and yeah. without using the iStraylock app and calculating everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. So this is, what's this build you got here? So this was like the first, I guess, like sponsored build that I got to do on YouTube was from Aero Precision. It was a seven and a half inch pistol build. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> that looks good. Yeah. yeah. So they, so Aero Precision sent me all the parts for that. And then. Strike Industries sent out this forward grip uh, right here. 
I like the fact that strike, o- strike always has cool colors. Yeah, it's oh, just I love like it. stuff. It's always so pretty. <laughs> oh, I know. It's awesome. And then it's got the iron sights. I have a red dot, but it's on a different one. I'll show you in a minute. But got the VG6 uh, Precision uh, Epsilon. Pretty nice little break for the price. And then it's the, uh, what do you call that? The velocity trigger. Okay. So it's like a flat, I mean, it's is that the flat competition one. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's single stage and it's like three pounds, I think. So, uh, it's very short. Wow. Actually. There's no travel to that thing. Yeah. And they're only like 120 Jeez. bucks. That's not so, bad. Not I, bet, at all. Uh, I bet when you take that to the range, your, your, uh, the neighbors next to you love you. Seven inch, seven yeah. inch with a comp. <laughs> I, well, that's the other thing is I got this uh, universal blast forwarding uh, device. Okay. <laughs> so, like a long time ago, like used to, if you wanted one of these, they were proprietary to whoever yep. made the compensator. But this uh, company called Indian Creek Designs, they make this threaded portion that goes behind your compensator, ah. and then it just threads on. It'll fit any uh, muzzle device that's one inch or less. Wait. That's so what? Really yeah. Hold on. Let's see. Leah, let's uh, lock it in here so we can see that. And what is that? Indian Creek Designs, you said? Yeah. Yeah. So they make these. Um, they even have one that's a little bit longer called the XL. So it'll fit over like the Lantag Dragon and stuff. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it just keeps all the side concussive forces and pushes them outward. You do get some of the recoil or some of the muzzle rise back, but not all of it. So at the indoor range, I don't run without it um, just because it, it sucks. You need a spread. And then, yeah, and out in the desert, though, I mean, I, I just run them wide open. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm waiting to see what other questions are coming in here. But now you were recently at TriggerCon, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was like a last minute thing. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So tell us about TriggerCon because I've, I've heard about it from people, but kind of like last minute and I didn't wind up going out there. Right. But it seems like it was fun. So I don't know if it's like their second or third year, but it's hosted by Rainier Arms up in Tacoma. And basically they decided that. They noticed that like at SHOT Show, I mean, obviously it's a zoo at SHOT Show. And, you know, a lot of the smaller companies can't afford to set up a booth there. So they said, hey, let's create SugarCon. And I guess they did it last year and they didn't expect, I guess, the response that they got. So they did it again this year. And I've kind of worked with Rainier Arms in the past with some stuff. So they sent me an invitation and then uh, Alex from Polymer 80 is like, dude, you got to go. You got to go. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And I will say, like, yeah, it kind of sucked that, like, they were wanding people. But that was, like, the venue. That wasn't... What? You know, Hold on a second. So, like, yeah, you had to get wanded. They searched your bags. But it was the it was the convention center that was doing that. It wasn't TriggerCon or Rainier Arms. Okay. It was just the venue. I mean, what do you expect when you go to the West Coast? Like, none of them have reciprocity for anything. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That kind of so, makes sense. And then there was, like, all this talk. I guess in Tacoma about all these protesters coming. So mm-hmm. I think that's what they were really worried about. So when you went in, but thankfully it wasn't like shot show. Cause if they patted people down at shot show, dude, like you'd never get in. And yeah. uh, <laughs> like you'd never get in. So they did have like this little wand thing. And so like the first day was range day and they don't tell you where the range is. So you go to the convention center, you get your pass and then you got to board onto a bus that takes you up into the mountains and uh, that was a blast, dude. Like, I got to uh, hang out with a lot of the people who I've only met through email, you know, working with different companies. And, man, that's one thing I love about this industry is, like, you have your exceptions, but everyone's just really cool people. Yeah. You know? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I agree with you for the most part, you know, we're gun guys. We realize that we're kind of like surrounded with people who, you know, or with forces that are going against us and we're all in it together. Right. You know, so we have that camaraderie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a Some common. Of us act up sometimes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I guess that's keep where it I got spicy. The, Just to I keep got to spicy. shoot the uh, the new Polymer 80 Glock 17 frame that's coming out. It shoots nice. Uh, oh, okay. I'll have a video coming out soon on that trip. I just haven't had a chance. Oh, so when is that? When is that? Uh, you said it's uh, Glock 17 frame. What's new with it? It's basically just full size. So like it's this, mm. but made into a full size Glock 17. Okay. So it'll look pretty much not like this with the stippling, but it'll look identical to this frame dimensions, just bigger. Right. And, and they'll, you they'll have all them. the colors and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to come out like right off the bat, because like when they released this frame, it was only available in black for like two months. And then the colors came out later. So, but yeah, so okay. I got to shoot that. Um, I never had the opportunity to shoot suppress before. So I had, I had the opportunity to do that. Never had a chance to shoot select fire, so I got an opportunity to do that as well. Nice. So cool. Popped a lot of cherries. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first day was range day. And then the second day was the indoor portion, which is like shot show. And uh, but it was industry only. And thankfully, there wasn't really many industry people there, like as far as media. So I mean, you could just pretty much walk up wherever and people talk to you. Whereas at Shot Show, people don't even know you're there. So and then the third and fourth day was open to the public, but I had to come back before that because we only had a babysitter for two days. Yeah. So, so. I, I think you went up there with your beautiful wife. Mm -hmm. How did she enjoy the show? Oh, she had a lot of fun. She, we, we enjoyed it. And thankfully, like, like their summer is what we call winter here. So <laughs> to me, it was amazing. It was like, I don't know, 68 to 75 degrees. Uh, oh, that's so good. Yeah, that was beautiful. With no was humidity, right? No humidity. There was a little humidity, but not like where you are. Because I grew up in Georgia, oh, and I know about humidity. Dude, yeah, dude. It sucks. <laughs> Until you get down to around about, uh, yeah, where is it that the humidity really starts? Is it Georgia? I think uh, Tennessee, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Know. Yeah, you start getting that humidity and something else, man. It's not yeah, fun. it's you're like sitting still and you're like, okay, I gotta change clothes. Yeah. So did your wife get to shoot this stuff also? Did she get to shoot yeah. suppressors? And yeah, she got to shoot. Uh, it was funny because I got her on video. I'll have it in the video, but she shot a three round burst, and she was oh. like, oh my god, because the kind of like <laughs> the negative side is is like her and I are so busy between working and we our son's two years old, and so. When I first started YouTube, we had only been gun owners for like six months and our son was only six months old. Mm -hmm. So she hasn't had the opportunity to go shooting like I have, even though she knows how to shoot her. She has a Glock 42 that she knows how to shoot, but mm -hmm. she hasn't got to experience the things that I got to experience. And so that's my goal now is being able to earn a a high enough wage so she could stay at home with her son and get to experience stuff with yeah. Him. It's also awesome when you get your wife into this stuff where she appreciates it because yeah. then she lets you buy stuff a lot easier. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. Like, you gotta um, get them. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, we totally yeah. gotta do this. You gotta do it early. <laughs> cause, yeah. Cause you know, the later the later you wait to get your wife into this, the more stuff you miss out on. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I got her into it when we first went shopping for guns because like I had no idea what I wanted because I was I was twenty nine. I think I was twenty nine. And uh, I didn't know I hadn't shot a gun since I was 13. And when I was 13, I accidentally had a negligent 
discharge in the house. I shot the floor. Oh, and wow. Wow. yeah. Okay. So what had happened was like my, my father taught me how to shoot guns. He used to live on a farm. So mm-hmm. we could just go out on the back porch and shoot cans and stuff like that. And then he moved into the city around Atlanta and he had a Ruger Mark III. And I was like, oh, dad, can I see your gun? He's like, yeah, absolutely. And he had taught me gun safety, but there was like a six month gap there. Mm-hmm. And basically like I racked the slide and then dropped the mag. So I actually just chambered another round wow. and then I, I shot the floor. Uh, wow. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. But after that, he moved again and I just didn't get exposed to firearms until I decided to get exposed. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know, I mean, thankfully nothing went wrong there, but this is the reason why you have to constantly, you know, keep reminding yourself of all the things. And I'm assuming oh, yeah. that you pointed at the floor and pulled the trigger as part of your safety. Yeah. Thing that yeah. You I, was, were doing. I was making it safe, but I, I did yeah. it in reverse order. And it was a fear of mine for a long time. Like I, I didn't have anything against like people having guns, but I was personally afraid of them because that was my last interaction with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't get to shoot it after the fact. Yeah. And then the reason we got into guns was like my wife and I stopped at a gas station in separate cars. And uh, when I went in to pay, these guys pulled up trying to hit on her, which is fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the that's the price you pay for yeah. having a cute wife. Right. Yeah. Right. And so well, they were still rude. And then, well, what had happened was we got back. We were getting onto the freeway and we we're in separate cars. And they started like chasing her down the freeway and stuff. Like, trying to get her to pull. Yeah, it was weird. dude. Whoa. Yeah. So. She calls me because, like, I drive faster than her naturally. And uh, mm-hmm. somehow she got behind me. And she's like, oh, my God, these guys are, like, coming up trying to sideswipe me and stuff. And I was like, what? All right. Yeah. So I was like, all right, exit here. Turn into the casino. Go to the valet. Because I used to work at that casino. And I knew there mm-hmm. was cops there. And thankfully, you know, they, they left after that. But I kind of got to thinking. And that was when she was first pregnant. But we didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. So... I just started thinking like, wow, what would she have done if I was at work when that happened? Like she wouldn't have been able to talk to anybody through that. Or what if they were like on a back road where like there was no casino to pull over at and stuff. So that's what kind of got the ball rolling for me to face my fears of shooting. And then, then she got pregnant and then like protective mode kicked in overdrive for me. And I was like, yeah, screw it. So we went to the range, rented like a plethora of different handguns because I had no idea what I wanted. But I just kept coming back to Glock as I just I couldn't hit shit with anything but the Glock. So I was like, all right, I'm getting a Glock. Yeah, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have like the basic skill sets. But, you know, I remember I knew how to align sights. But yeah, I mean, I would try all kinds of different guns. And like the Glock always had the tightest groups. No, you me, should so. always buy the gun that you're naturally good with. Yeah. 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 And that's the only reason I go with Glock. I mean, if I would have been more natural with like the I think I tried out the XDM. Like I would have went with that, but I wasn't. Yeah. Just same for me. Well, I'll take that. Glock, uh, striker fired, striker fired guns. Glock is probably the best one for me. Um, on the other side of things, my Beretta. I've I've always shot Beretta 92s. They're one of my favorite guns. Yeah. I haven't had an opportunity to shoot a Beretta yeah. yet. The double action is neat. The single action though, I, I love a good Beretta. They're super yeah. smooth. Not great. We're getting some static on your on your. Uh... On your you- mic. Yeah, it's coming in really warbled. <laughs> Baby face can't get a break. You know what? Um, here's the thing. You know, you're, you're talking about that thing with your wife. And, um, you know, did you hear the story about this model in the UK? I think it was in the UK that they would that, um, they try to kidnap her and they were going to sell her on the dark web. Did you hear? Yeah, about wasn't that? she like an Instagram model? Yeah, um, I think her name is Chloe Ailing. 
I heard something know? about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were they they kidnapped her and they were literally gonna sell her on the dark web to someone. Yeah, it's like know? that's like taken with Liam Neeson. You yeah, know? I mean, it's scary what's going on out there, and I think that you know. It's, we all have to be vigilant. We all have to be out there thinking about our safety and security. And these oh, yeah. things are coming, you know, they're coming in all different directions. And we don't want to think that there's horrible. I mean, just to imagine, this is the one story that we heard about. So this happens. Oh, yeah. This has happened to people and we haven't heard about it. You yeah, know, it's happened to people like in the Bahamas. You know, they go on a cruise and that one girl. It's like if yeah. you're beautiful, like you're really at high risk. And when you're in another country, like you don't have that home field advantage, you know. Yeah. You know, so I think that it's really important. Uh, you know, this is why, like the Second Amendment and and uh, learning about guns and and, why, and ha- being able to protect yourself is so important because these things could come at you from anywhere for any reason, you know, at any time. And um, it's going to be too late, three minutes, five minutes, 30 minutes later for the police to come in there and help you out with that situation. Most of the times they're just going to come in and do a report. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree 100%. I mean, that's the main reason I got into guns was like, I I haven't stopped carrying. I haven't went one day without carrying since I bought my gun. Mm -hmm. I mean, and unless I'm going to like, you know, I went to like a basketball game one time, they had metal detectors. So I was like, oh crap, I'm going to put it in the car. But Mm -hmm. you know, if it's not a government building, I'm carrying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about signs. I've gotten to the point where I feel naked if I don't have mine. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like when we went to Tacoma, like I just didn't even take my gun because I was like, well, I don't want to deal with all that. And yeah, it felt so weird. Like I felt like my pants were falling down because there was yes. there. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. That happens to me yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. It, I don't like the feeling either because you, you do feel more vulnerable. And I don't like, you know. I don't like that. Yeah. And it's, you know, obviously we're preaching to the choir here, but it's the reason why we should be able to carry everywhere. Yeah. You know, in all states, reciprocation for all states, man, this has to happen. Right. Thankfully here, they, they passed constitutional carry like seven years ago. So, I mean, you don't get any reciprocity anywhere, but if you're legal to own, you're legal to conceal carry. Okay. That's cool. So, so both you and the wife are concealed carrying and all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And all the time, you say she's she's uh, carrying a Glock forty two. How does she like that? Yeah, huh? Because well, we had limited time shooting when we tried them out. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly, it was the recoil thing because her wrists yeah. are like the size of my pinky. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like you know, she didn't learn. She hasn't had the opportunity to learn proper recoil mitigation techniques yet. But that's something I'm actively trying to. Yeah, but Glock forty two is pretty good. I mean, the thing is, yeah. is that it's like one of the. For a polymer 380, um, it's pretty accurate. You know, I I don't think you get to that level of accuracy until you get to something that's heavier as a 380. You know, and the three. I know there's people that have issues with the 380 round, um, and there's people making defensive 380 rounds that are a lot, you know, pack a lot more punch. But she's better having that than nothing, or trying to fight with her fists. Well, even that, like I put the uh, the Lehigh Defense hollow points, and those guys make some insane ammo. I think they're based out of Georgia. But they make like those extreme penetrators that'll go those through anything. Are super cool. <laughs> right. So I got her the hollow points, but I looked at the ballistics test and they were like right on par with federal HST nine millimeters. So, mm-hmm. you know, caliber is just one of those things. Of what do you like and what's your budget at this point with modern yeah. ballistics? Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, I see exhale says that he lives in New York and it's a nightmare when people see you print. <laughs> so that's yeah. the guy who did this frame. 
Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, that's who's yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Exhale. What's up, Exhale? Yeah. So that's who he, did the... Uh, if anybody wants to see, I think he posted his Instagram up somewhere. Oh, God. Yeah, what's it's the... Somewhere uh, up in there. Yeah, Exhale, let us know what your Instagram is, and we will announce it here on the air. I also, while we're talking about that, Jonathan, um, Eli EDC on Instagram, on IG, says hi to you. Hey, what's up, Eli? Yeah, so <laughs> good shout out there, you know. Um, yeah, but definitely we want to, um, let's find out what Exhale, and what's the name of the company? Uh, right now on Instagram, he's, uh, let me look it up. Here, so he, he's posted Exhale Weapon Works, W-O-R-X. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. so Exhale Weapon Works, W-R-X. So check that out for anyone who want. you know, uh, guys built doing your polymer 80. I mean, you know, if you, if you can get that stippling and all that, yeah, that's pretty cool. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. You don't even really like, and honestly, like they don't even need to be stippled, but I mean, cause their new texture is amazing. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, if you want something custom, yeah, that's really nice to have, but it's so much fun having an entire gun shipped to your house with no FFL. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah, it might cost a little bit more, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. I think, you know what? I think it's very cool. There's lots of guys out there getting into this, even the modular thing, like I said, you know, uh, and yeah. then we'll see what happens going forward. I don't know if Polymer 80 is ever going to get into like the P320. Oh, I don't know if Polymer 80 is, but another company hit me up and they want to do, they're coming out with an 80% module for the P320. And so they said they would really? send me everything. So I might, I guess I'll be doing a P320 build soon. Yeah, Just please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, come on. He's going to get the upgrade. <laughs> oh yeah i'll sure. have an aftermarket slide for it too so yeah there you go when yeah. you do that please let us know so we can share it and stuff like that oh, definitely do. About with the folks yeah man because i think that's going to be a cool thing listen i mean that's what we want to see going forward here i think that the modularity there's a whole bunch of things like i you know i know guys that are just getting these polymer 80 things and uh you know shelving them yeah it's that's why i just built this because it takes lock mags Yes, so, I love, I love these things. And yeah, so hold on, let's lock it on here. What, like, describe what you're showing us. Remember, some of this is, I mean, yeah. it's, it's all things going on iTunes. So, so this is the Inkstat Arms upper and lower receiver. Nice. Uh, their new handguard that's in lock, and then it's a six inch barrel, and then the Strike Industries compensator for nine millimeter. Strike Industries, you know, uh, charging handle and their safety. Yeah. And then it's got a Hyperfire 24C trigger. Oh, the Hyperfire, and then, okay. Yeah, and then I got a PC armament. I just wanted the blue buffer tube, and they were the only people I could find that made them, but they do good work. And then it's got the Vortex Razor 6MOA on it. I like now that. I, but this, go ahead. this thing is awesome, dude. Like, I mean, this little trigger here, like, you just touch it. Like, it's like the lightest thing I've ever touched. Single stage, and uh, let's see if I can do it here. But let's see. Yeah, hyperfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you just really want to be careful. You really want to be careful with. Uh, I mean, I like hyperfire is great. For, uh, competition guys love it and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, you want to make sure you know what you're doing with the hyperfire trigger. <laughs> yeah, just put your don't put your finger on the trigger. But yeah, I like this. You you put your finger there and you just think pull the trigger and boom, which and is it, and it pulls. Yeah, which is awesome. Right. Which is awesome. That's yeah. not you know, but make sure you 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 know that you're well ready for all of that and training for what you're doing. I know that competition people love those and they work great for them. So I just like having uh, like, you know, a primary and secondary that shoots the same caliber with the same magazines. Yep. To me, I think that's awesome. I mean, yeah, you can just share magazines. 
the first video I ever did with you, Hank, was that uh, my my nine mil SBR with the suppressor on it. I still have. I mean, I love that gun. It's, it's yeah. one of the most fun guns I have. Yeah, we're, and we're getting a question like, um, have you guys shot a nine millimeter or forty five millimeter AR? And what would you recommend? Yes. Yeah, we should. There's no, there's no yes is the answer. If you don't have them, get one because they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. So now there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of different things out there. So it was it goes back to this question like, do you build or do you buy something that's already done? Um, and there's lots of and then that also goes into like how much money do you have and what do you want to do? Um, you know, you've got the stuff like the MPX, which is um, obviously more expensive and the magazines and stuff like that cost more. Although Walter from Safety Harbor was telling us that that they're on sale now for like 10 bucks. Nice. So, yeah, you know, that's got like an AR style, um, you know, you know, the way that you use it is a lot like an AR. All the stuff right. works a lot like an AR um, or you can go all the way to building your own. I'm, I'm assuming you would prefer to build your own, right, Jonathan? Oh, yeah. It's just Every I just enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy the process just because, like, if I buy it, I'm going to, like, put all the parts I don't use in a box and it's yeah. just a waste of parts. Yeah. Yep. So you're a build your own also, right, Patrick? Yeah. The, the one that I built was from quarter, quarter circle 10. Um, and then, Oh yeah. Then, uh, God, what's the guys? I can't remember his name offhand, but he does, uh, trilog barrels, nine mil trilog barrels. Uh, Tross, Tross USA, I think TROS. Um, his wait times are insane because he is always like, once he sells out of a shipment, it's like another six months before he'll do another run. Uh, but his yeah. barrels are ridiculous. And then with the suppressor, it's like an MP5. You just click it in, twist it, and let it go, and it's you're suppressed. But yeah, I like building nice. my Yeah. 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 So what are the good companies? Um, I think Babyface mentioned Quarter Circle 10. Uh, yeah. Instant Arms, that's the one you have. What are the other companies? I think CMMG makes a 45 ACP one if you don't want oh, to. Oh, they do? It. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't um, fired it yet, but... Yeah, yeah, that's a mistake with AR-15. I mean, you can go off to like, if you really want to spend some money, you can get like a Chris Vector in 9 mil. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, or 45. Or, or 10, 10 millimeter. millimeter. Yeah. yeah, or 10. <laughs> and you, yeah. Can, you can get one and then you could, you know, you can actually change calibers on it. Yeah. Can you? Just Yeah. Yeah. Probably get another upper. Yeah, they've got, uh, they've got caliber exchange. I don't know what they call it, but yeah, they have kits that you can ah, change. That's cool. I might have to. For who? Chris Vector? Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to buy a different one every time anymore. Oh, that's nice. Okay, see, that. that's what I like about stuff is like not having yeah. to buy a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah. We should probably do something on that. Um, well, I'm waiting for you to bring out the machine gun so I can shoot. Yeah, one. yeah. We've got <laughs> access to one. We fly probably, in Florida. Yeah, we should probably do something on that sometime <laughs> soon. But yeah, that is a thing that's out there now that you could. Well, um. You know what? Let me let me make sure of that. I know you can change it. I'm not certain that you could do it yourself, or you have to send it to Chris if, to change them around. Change yeah. So let, that that might be the thing. We should probably do something on that so we could tell folks how that whole thing goes down. Chris, Chris Bullis is saying that PSA Palmetto State Armor is now making a 45 caliber. Uh, I'm guessing AR-15s. So it'd be a, a 45 cal AR style carbine. Yeah, yeah, I think they're up in the game because somebody said that they have last round bolt hold open now. So, yeah, that's the big. That's the thing that everyone wants to get, which I understand. Right, you know, it's just a piece of metal. Mine still doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of times what happened is the ang is the angle, right? The 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 um, the angle that that Glock magazine goes in. Yeah, 
you know, that like weird slant is what creates the problem. That's what I hear. The, the issue is on a Glock. Damn, I don't have a Glock mag. I have one of these here. On a Glock Damn. mag, it picks up your um, your hold open comes from this little section here. Oh, get closer. That little section there is where it holds open. On Colt magazines, Colt style nine mil mags, it holds it from the back. So it bumps into this the back section like an AR-15 will lift the little thing up. This is a lot more finicky because you have to have like piping sort of thing that goes around to your normal bolt hold, hold open. It's a huge pain in the butt. Yeah. And by the way, um, so anyone out there that wants to help us out and donate a microphone for Babyface? Is it not working again? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it was working fine. <laughs> Just let us know because obviously <laughs> we're gonna have to get Babyface a really good microphone here. Because <laughs> he has this great information, and then it's all there. coming. How's up. that? Is that working better? A lot, lot better. A lot better. Jesus. What are you doing over there? I have a, the studio mic. It was. It's your fine. beard. I blame it on your beard. So you want me to repeat that? So yes, please do. I'm gonna lock you so you can. I'm gonna lock it up. Go ahead. When uh, last round hold open comes from this section here, there's a spot that little tab where the follower comes up um, and holds open the the Glock. When you try to translate that over to a AR-15 style, it's you have to have all sorts of crazy like L joints to make sure it'll yeah. pop up the back, and it doesn't work right. So For me, it doesn't work. This is how it works on this one. It's got like you're saying, like an L joint that's attached yeah. to your bolt catch, and so like you're saying, that follower. I don't know how well you guys can see this. Yeah, you got to catch it right there in that little. little yeah, and then that will lock the bolt back. But it works fine on this. I haven't yeah. had any issues. So let's have so let's have that conversation. Is it even important to get the last round bolt hold open? Um, some people like it because you can tell that something's going on with the gun. It helps you know, like, hey, I need to yeah. change out my magazine or whatever uh, versus, you know, you don't have it and then you have to think about it. And there's a lot of debate out there on whether or not it matters. I would I would prefer to have it. What do you guys think? MP5 doesn't I, think I don't need it. I think it depends on how you train. <laughs> like, if you train to, like, use the, uh, the bolt catch to let the bolt go home after you do a reload – then you might want it. But if you're used to always pulling the charging handle, you know what I mean, to rack another round, then you probably don't need it. Yeah. It just depends on what you're used to. Yeah, I think it's personal preference. You know, I mean, yeah. it, listen, especially if you're doing like a 30 round magazine and all that, think about the situation yeah. you're going to get in, man. If you're throwing, if, like, if you're in a situation and you're going to, you know, I think 30 rounds, you know, there's never enough, you know, but. I, it's not a hundred percent the important thing. I would like it to be there though, but th it is a problem with a lot of things. So now yeah. I'm sure that will get you into the other debate because a lot of companies say, "Yeah, that's why we we make it work off a Colt magazine." Yeah, that too. Yeah. But then there's also the thing. I mean, would you want a a handgun where the slide doesn't stay back? You know, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I think it's a valid thing. I think it's a valid thing. And yeah. the problem with the Colt, like, I, there are lots of options out there that use the Colt magazine. Um, the problem is, is now you have, like, well, guys want to have one magazine. You know, we got a bunch of these. We want to have them yeah. in our bags. Hey, yeah, I could throw this up in my in my Glock, right? Throw it yeah. in my Glock. Then I could throw it in my in my carbine that I have if I need to do it. So that's the whole thing. That that's the whole thing, about. yeah. Because, I mean... And that's the whole thing. Like, I think why Glock dominates is just one, there's interchangeability of their parts. Like as long as you're like in the nine and the 40 range, you can take yeah, a Glock yeah. 26 and a Glock 
23 and interchange parts. So, you know, there's fine differences between like the injectors and stuff, but you can put the trigger in one of those to another one. And then yeah. the aftermarket world is, I mean, there's no gun company that has an aftermarket like Glock. No. And you yeah. know what the thing is? Look, Colt magazines are not expensive, but how no. many of us actually have those? Unless you have them for something else who has it. Right. Yeah. And so, I think that would be the only reason to sacrifice going from a rifle caliber to a pistol caliber carbine is one, you get more stability because you have more points of contact, but it's because you want that interchangeability. That's, yeah. that's the reason I do it. Yeah, yeah, same here. You know what? It would be nice if Polymer 80 made a carbine. That's what I was thinking. Well, they do like the AR carbine lower. Yeah, yeah, eight four nine millimeter Glock mags. Yeah, come on, come on, Paul. Let's see see what they say. (laughs) Please, 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 please. (laughs) Just like really kill the market, like in a good way. It would lower prices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if if you make it, I will talk about it all the time. (laughs) I promise, all the time, constantly. (laughs) Yeah, look at this. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, that that would be a cool thing to see out there. And, you know, to get back, like, I think you can buy stuff. There's lots of guns out there that you can buy that it's already built and there's lots of options. With the Chris Vector, I think, um, you know, the thing for me with the Chris Vector, all the stuff that's involved in it is really not fun if you don't have it full auto. So what I mean by that is like the whole all the money that you're paying to get a Chris Vector, if you're just getting (laughs) semi-auto on Chris Vector, you don't really see the benefits of that, right? So unless someone comes out with one of those uh, triggers that's a uh, pull release trigger and you could throw a oh. bunch of rounds downrange. Yeah. Now, if that happens, I am all over Chris Vector tomorrow. Here, but there's your other yeah. thing. With an AR lower, with a 9mm AR lower, you, you can, can already put, do it. You put the binary trigger or whatever in and it works fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. I think. And it's cheaper. Exactly. Yeah. like to shoot it. Yeah, it's always cheaper. You can build. So so if you're having that debate, like, you know, if you've got the money, you don't have the time. There's lots of good options to buy. But if you've got the skills, you know, to do this stuff and, uh, you know, I I would just I think like if you're going to build it, like just do it because you're going to customize it. So like it's cheaper, I think, to build it from the ground up with custom parts than to go buy the full system and then upgrade it later. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. and, some and with, and with the uh, braces and stuff like that, so you get yourself an SB Tactical, which you yeah, can. Oh, I want that PDW so bad, huh? The PDW brace that SB oh, Tactical makes. Yes, yeah, I, I, I got to get one of those. Um, and and that's that's the sliding one, right? That like yeah, totally it shortens it a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's cool. a, there's a few of them. What's that? There's like Max something that makes one. Maxim has one. Yeah, uh, and then SB Tactical. There might be one other, but they're Two main ones with with braces. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, isn't, the one, is, isn't the Maxim one an SB tactical brace on it? I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I don't remember how it works. Yeah, because I think we I think we have those in the store. So yeah, the you know with that man, you know the only thing you might need for your setup because you don't have to really if you go the pistol route, you don't really have to do SBR and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The only thing you would need is a suppressor. Yeah, that's it. One tax stamp. Yeah, which this is a good time. Uh, Babyface and I were talking about that to the 904 guys yesterday. Mm-hmm. We were hanging with them. Um, you know, this is a good time. Like, you're, if you're interested in getting into suppressors, Jonathan, this might be yeah. a good time, man. No, I, I agree with you. I was looking at the uh, the one that Tim at Military Arms Channel did a video on. It was like a modular one. It, you could oh, yeah. take it to, like, I think it was Griffin Armament. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I, I want to check those out. Yeah, because you could put it on an AR or you could put it on your handgun. So. Yeah, yeah. The Optimus, I think he did that video a while back. 
it's a cool yeah, it's, it's really been a cool while yeah. yeah i just don't feel like it got enough attention i'm like man, now what does that optimus cost though i don't know it's like nine nine fifty i think or a thousand but you it does a whole lot which is cool yeah yeah like it shortens it gets longer it changes calibers they were only for a long time i don't know if they've changed but they were only selling through uh custom custom copper custom okay and uh, sandwich shop. So you had to go through one of those sources, which yeah. Yeah. I was like, eh. Is it me like, or is yeah. your audio off again? No, his audio is off. Yeah. <laughs> it might be his headphones. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, you know what? Um the thing with that, and I think we were talking it about, up again. Yeah, I think we were talking about that yesterday that um isn't the ATF supposed to come out with a ruling on this whole modular thing? I don't know. I don't know if that would if the Optimus has that issue. I know there's a bunch of other like um like uh, Q is making uh, a modular suppressor. I think they have a modular 22, you know, so I think they're, they're, you know, they're trying to deal with all this stuff, but there's a lot, this what is a, their huh? objections to it. What were their objections to being modular? Well, like each part of that thing would be, would have to be serialized. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, so yeah. that's the whole thing with the ATF and modularity, like whether or not every single part of it is, you know, an NFA yeah. item. So we're right. waiting to see what magically the ATF says about it. I say just totally disband. I think Trump should bring fire and fury to the ATF. <laughs> <laughs> just disband their asses. We don't need the ATF. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah, necessary. It's probably, it's probably too profitable for people to ban it. Mm, we need to get rid of it. Yeah, if there was ever a time to get rid of it, it would be now. Oh, I think so. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I've just noticed in general, it seems like gun culture is becoming more mainstream. Not yet, so. but it's getting there. Like there's so many people that I used to, I used to bartend and there were so many people that were anti-gun and I took them to the range and they're like, Oh my God. And then they go buy a gun like a week later. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's getting there. And I've noticed that even there's some YouTubers now that are just displaying guns in a different light than what people are used to seeing. Yeah, well, there are some big um, YouTubers that are pro-gun, like, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, like, YouTubers that you wouldn't think. I'm trying to think of that guy that, uh, oh, my God, I forgot his name now. Uh, Roman Atwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he he talks to Demolition Ranch a lot, I think. Yeah, they're buddies. And Roman Atwood is a gun guy, because we saw him at SHOT Show. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he was hanging out with, Dem with Demo Ranch, which was yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah. And I actually had video of it and everything, but it was on my 360 camera that I lost. But uh, uh lost. yeah, or magically walked away yeah. at the show. But yeah, Roman Atwood is a gun guy, man. He's a serious gun guy. Yeah, and he's so, got a shitload of followers. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of other, you know, YouTubers that are gun guys, yeah. you know, Second Amendment people. So yeah, hopefully you know, I think it is. I think it is. You know, you just that's why I think we have to be more vocal and open about look, today I was getting a passport photo. So I went to um, I went to Walgreens to get a passport photo to renew my CCW. And so I told the guy in there, you know, I need a passport photo. And he goes, what do you need a passport photo for? So I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a thing. Yeah. So because I, I was like, I just need a passport photo. You like, got to well, tell him why. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't want to, <laughs> you know, he was profiling. So, yeah. He's like, well, what do you need a passport photo for? I was like. I'm getting my CCW. It was like, oh, okay. So then he just started talking louder. Yeah. You know, I was talking about, so he was just talking all this stuff about guns and he was like, you know, you're already a pretty intimidating guy. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> like he was trying to say to me, like, what do I need a CCW for and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then finally, I've noticed. Yeah. And the whole hey, store, ahead. the whole store is looking at me, but I don't really give a crap. I talk about gun stuff right. all the time. So then finally he got to the point that he wanted to get to while he was doing, he was like, you know, and this, by the way, I'm, I live in, I live outside of Gainesville, but this was in Gainesville. So I, um, he finally goes, yeah, you know, I, 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 I totally don't believe in guns. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of course he doesn't. It's like they still exist. <laughs> but he's like, you know, I'm okay with people having guns though. And I was like, yeah, because freedom. <laughs> because I'm going to stay, I'm standing here. That's why you say that. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's fine. You're free to believe what you want to believe. <laughs> well, it was so funny. Cause like when we were in Tacoma, the Uber driver, he was just talking to us. He's like, Oh, where are you guys going? We're like going to the convention center. He's like, Oh, what's going on over there? And I was like, yeah. oh, this, you know, gun thing. He's like, oh, dude, I got this Kimber 1911 on me right now. And he like pulls it out. <laughs> so I noticed there's a Wait. lot of people who are like closet gun people because of their environment. You know what I mean? And being judged. I think a lot and of people in America are gun people, right? I mean, think about yeah. what are the most popular movies. It's very rare that I meet someone. I mean, I have, but it's very rare where they're like completely against it. Yeah. Um, and usually they're hippies. Yeah. I like think nothing against them, but that's you know what I think? I mean, if you if you really look at it, most people are gun people, but then there are some people that are just, you know, they're just trying to be cool like everyone else. But you got to ask yeah. them this question. If it's the middle of the night and someone's kicking in your door, <laughs> would you rather have a gun or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So or it's like, you know, like your friend, you have a friend that's like anti-gun and then you go out and then they see a sketchy situation. You're like, oh, you got your gun, right? And you're like, I yeah. thought you were anti-gun. Yeah. Well, when, what happened to that? when this guy was trying to scream me out in the store, there was a lady there and she was like, yeah, I don't believe in guns either, but I got my CCW and I carry a gun all the time. And I was like, more power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it, though. I don't really, you know, I think it's just a thing of like trying to go along with the crowd. Right. Like there's people who are Democrats or whatever. They're very liberal. Listen, there's a lot of things that I'm very liberal thinking about it. You know, that's the problem of people thinking like, you know, we've got this kind of two party thing or, you know, you're either left or right or liberal yeah. or conservative. And there's things that I don't care. I don't give a crap about who marries who and all that. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah, dude, it's weird. Like, I mean, and that's the whole thing. It's like you identify with one little part that one party like, you know, agrees with that. Everybody puts you in that basket. But like, honestly, there's good parts from every side. Yeah. There's bad parts from every side, too. Right. Yeah. You know? I think ultimately, though, we all need the ability to protect ourselves. Otherwise, a lot of stuff goes away. And when the, when the, when that stuff starts to happen, they go after the people who are creative. But the, one of the things like in our culture and other cultures, the creative people are the ones that, you know, are out there vocally against guns. Sure. But when you start getting dictatorships, you know who they they get rid of you know who they lock up first <laughs> who they put on the fire? yeah the creative people because those are the people yeah. that can influence people and get them to revolt and all that i'm a creative person they can create rallies yeah yeah same here i mean all of us you know if you're making youtube videos you're a creative person so that's who yeah. they'll go after first so oh, um, you know let's uh let's hit up some okay so striker fired says yeah but you're not liberal about your constitutional rights there's a difference between being a leftist and a classic liberal absolutely yeah you know, there's stuff that I don't think so. Um, so look, so, okay. Lola's asking me the question, the Lantac question, which we asked before, have you guys seen the Lantac slides? I don't think Babyface was here, but you did answer that, right, Jonathan? 
Yeah, I've seen the. Uh, I saw him at TriggerCon. I, yeah. I, I want to try to get my hands on some, but I haven't yeah. seen them. I mean, well, I they, haven't held one and and fired it. Yeah, Patrick, have you seen the Lantex slides? No, is this a what is it? Um, you know, this it's a Glock, Glock slide, slide for yeah. Lantex. Oh, it's a Glock slide. Okay, no, I haven't yeah. seen this. Yeah, and then I think we answered. They got barrels. Yeah, I think we answered the question of like, what's next for Polymer eighty, and is there a ten millimeter one? There isn't a ten millimeter yet. Um, no. So, and then with that, uh, okay. So Lola also wants me to remind you guys that with that, um, with this primary arms, <laughs> it again. this is Lola. This is not me, baby face. Stop laughing. Okay. So with this, with this, um, optic and everything that I'm talking about that in the description, there's a link and you can get free shipping. She says it's 30 millimeter tactical rings, not a scope mount that comes with this. So that's what they send you. 30 millimeter tactical rings. It's not a scope mount per se. Okay, yeah, so so the, the code is in the description for anyone who wants to do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Let's see. So are there any other questions for people that out there that we need to answer? I, I had a, I had a yeah. random question. Have you, have yeah. you guys talked about the uh, the Army looking at, or the, I'm, I think it's the Army looking to move over from 5.56 to a larger caliber? Do you see that? I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, yeah. they put out a report already. They're looking for companies to come out with. Uh, I'm not sure if they're looking for 7.62. They're looking for submissions, definitely, like, for 308. Yeah, something Well, something larger than 5.56 up to 308. Because right. there was talk about like 6.8 or 6.5 and 6.8 SPC, like those potentially being in there. Yeah. But, um, I just what about 300 blackout? It's bigger. I mean, it's not more powerful. I love 300 blackout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's not you what they're looking for. You don't got to change any guns. You just need <laughs> a different Okay. Barrel. Yeah. That would be awesome, but that's not what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think they're looking for, uh, seven, you know, something in the 308 category. That's we were talking funny. about this the other day. What do you guys think? What do you think, Babyface? I love battle rifles. I, I, I really love yeah. battle rifles. Shooting a 308, there's just nothing like, I love 308. <laughs> yeah. This is mine. You have an AR-10? Yeah, so let's yeah. see what, what Jonathan uh, has. What is it? So this is a, it's arrow precision as well. It's got a uh, 3 by 12 by 44 scope. Nice. I haven't even had a chance to fire the scope because <laughs> there's nowhere outdoors where I can go shooting because yeah. of fire hazards. Now, what did you say? So, Once again, you said it's arrow precision? Uh, the, the, yes, the rifle's arrow precision. Cool. And then, uh, you know, Magpul, uh, buttstock. I think it's the, I don't remember which one, STR. And then it's got the Geisley SD3G trigger. I wanted a single stage. Cool. And then I don't like dual stage for some reason, but this thing shoots like a champ. And that's like a big honking time. optic you have on there. What is that? Yeah, it's the Atabal Nomad. Okay. Like I said, I haven't even fired it with this optic yet, so it's not a zero, but it's a, uh, I believe it's illuminated. Let me look. I don't remember. I, the other the other thing that I was reading about the, uh, the Army trials that are coming up, um, or the solicitation or whatever it is, uh, they, I think they were saying also, Hank, if I get garbly, just tell me and I'll switch my input again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, they were, I think they were saying, uh, nothing currently, nothing on the market will be tested potentially. So like your scar 17 is most likely will not just go straight into the trial. They're going to have to make some changes, something like that. Yeah. Okay. You're starting to get a little garbled. <laughs> I know you think I'm just picking on you or messing with you. Okay. So you ah, know I'm going to change it up again. Is it better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I think? I mean, listen, we are, I'm a fan of the AR-10, you know, yeah. I, think we're, we're, I like it. Yeah. We're all fans of that. Um, one of the things, awesome. yeah. One of the things I think is, you know, we're going to have to figure out how to make it lightweight. 
because you do have to consider, yeah. you know, if yeah. I mean, obviously, special special forces and all that special operations guys can choose whatever they want and they yeah. they have the right tools. But like for general issue, you know, you have to realize that you're now giving them something that's heavier. The rounds and all that are going to be heavier. But there are ways to make it lighter. Also, yeah, especially I think mo- the majority of the weight of mine's in the barrel, and it's only a 16 inch barrel, but it's so thick towards where the upper receiver meets it. It, it it just eclipses a five five six barrel, yeah. So I guess it has to have all that support, you know, for the explosion that occurs. But I mean, maybe fluted barrels would be the the ticket. I don't know. Yeah, uh, or some kind of SBR. I don't know what's the um, yeah. effective length of a, a three oh eight barrel. I'm sure yeah, that's usually nice. eighteen to twenty. But yeah, I wanted that's sixteen. Like a, that's your perfect eighteen to twenty is perfect. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to give you some weight. <laughs> yeah, I have an eighteen inch barrel that was on it, but I swapped it out for the 16 because I wanted more of a battle rifle style. Yeah, I, I mean, and then you I know what? I like, love battle rifles. You know, <laughs> you Scar yeah. 17, <laughs> Scar 17's already out there, so I know they're looking for oh. submissions. Are those kind of expensive? That's, I'm not kind of, they're know. definitely expensive. They're, they're yeah. 28 to $3,200, depending where you go. Yeah. Keltec, I like the RFB that I have. I mean, that's a great gun, but that's never going to make a military trial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's got like 60 something clicks on it or whatever. It's a pretty cool gun. Um, you know, now, yeah, maybe maybe a bullpup format in that would be good. And I know that some of these companies, including Keltec, is probably going to make the RDB. It's probably going to be able to have 308. 308? Yeah, yeah Desert, Tech's, Desert Tech's RD, um, uh, MDR. Why do we even talk about this? It's vaporware. <laughs> what, the MDR? MDR. It's never <laughs> happening. So okay, so we can't we can't talk it's about never happening. Everybody keeps bringing this. It gun should up. be happening. The happened. one the one that I shot was a three hundred eight. The one that I shot at yeah um, yeah. It's great that they have pre production prototypes, but yeah. it's never happening. I know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just teasing people because they I mean, want it so bad. I know there's dream. a lot of people that that want. Yeah, it. we could dream, and they would love they would love to get a military contract because they're one of those companies that that's what they care about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, unfortunately. But what do these companies do? Because like, it's not like because I know that. I've, I've listened to some of your podcasts before talking about H and K, you know, stuff like that, where that's what they work for is military contracts. But mm-hmm. what do these guys do when they don't get it? Like, they if they're cry. Not gonna, <laughs> they, they, yeah, because the civilian market's where it's at. Like, like it's like cult. They go under. Yeah. They cry yeah. Yeah. When, they, when they don't get it. They cry. Somebody gets fired. They yeah. find out yeah. that all the money that they spent on yachts and hookers and, and yeah, they can't and, afford uh, it. Okay. Now. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. someone finds out about that. <laughs> Yeah. And lots of, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we're joking around here, but not really. HK, yeah. HK hates the civilian market. It's yeah. just not. Yeah. And I hate that because I love their guns. I think they're great. Well, they're starting to get like, I'm sorry, to the uh, civilian with their, I guess the VP9. I haven't fired it, but yeah. it seems say, like they're than, trying to hit. Other than the Mark 23, everything else that they make is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you know what I think? Yeah. With HK, that's definitely the thing. They don't really care about civilians. They're pretending they care about civilians. They kind of have a camp have a campaign going on. Um, you know, I noticed my friend uh, Colin Noir has been doing some videos for HK and all that kind of stuff, and I get it. But HK has this like built-in um, disgust and hate and contempt. Yeah. The civilian market and they've been they've built their business on, on um you know in the past military getting military contracts. contracts yeah yeah well if they're working with Kalyan, they're obviously trying to rebrand themselves because yeah that, i hope that would be I the only reason so. they would reach out to him 
you know? Yeah. Now I don't know. I don't know that they're like, like working with him, you know, no, yeah. like working with him, like sending I don't him. Either. I don't know that. I don't yeah. Either. I know he's definitely a fan. He has like a love hate thing with uh, the HK as well. You know, I've been looking yeah. at, a cha- at his channel for a long time, but I know he's had them on, you know, and he's done some videos. Like he recently put up a, a, a video with the, with the HK and, you know, he doesn't, he's so busy now. He doesn't get a chance to put up those like oh, yeah. classic Colin Noir videos like he used to. Yeah. And uh, he did an HP thing. So that tells you something. I think, I think his fans really miss those videos. And I I know I do because I used to watch all those old videos and then, you know, don't get me wrong. I love what he's doing now and I love how he's being more proactive and stuff. But at the same time, we kind of miss those tabletop videos he used to do. Yeah. I I think the problem that he has is one of the uh, problems that a lot of us have, like, because I was asking him about it and he said he would do those a lot more if he could put a team together. Yeah. That's tough, you know. Yes. So you think like, yes. hey, that's Colin Noir. He's he's all blown up, you know. He's a big rock star yeah. in the gun world and everything. But you still have to put together a team of people that you right. cross to to do these kinds of things, and you don't have to micromanage them, right? Every single minute of the day, and that's a tough thing to make happen. So and it's okay. hard to balance what's profitable, like as far as like, okay, like is this video going to pay my bills? You know what I mean? And what's not? So at his level, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know what? We've been doing this. I think we've been doing it for like a couple of hours now. So I'm going to probably, I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, you know, know. Marley just texted me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. I was just about to say, I'm sure Babyface's beard is grumbling. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so Jonathan, you know, tell it like, just tell the audience out there what kind of stuff you have going on, you know, what's your next build and what's yeah. up next for you? So yeah, like I still got to do the video on this. Um, this isn't the slide that's going to be going on this build. I'm waiting on that slide to be customized. So I'll have a video series on this and then I will be doing more on the MMP 2.0 as more aftermarket stuff starts coming out. Still got to do the barrel and the compensator review. Then as soon as Apex comes out with the flat trigger, I'll do that. And then I got like two or three more, I'm sorry, after this polymer 80, I'll have two more to do one of them being the new full-size model that they're coming cool. out with yeah you're gonna probably be yeah. like one of the first people if not the first person with that new with the new one out there yeah. right okay probably so yeah probably cool. so all right and, uh, looking yeah, forward I to mean, that beyond that dude i just kind of wing it and see what ideas come in my head and then i run with it yeah awesome man i think you're doing a great job man thank you i appreciate you know? it man. and it was great having you on i mean you know you're welcome to come on here you know yeah. anytime in the future if there's Definitely, some stuff dude. going on or we're talking about stuff that you've got an opinion on hit me up <laughs> yeah i will for sure thank you man yeah. I, I enjoy this format so yeah i definitely i might i want to do something similar to this but not so much like gun related but on my channel you know okay so you know more of the youtuber type stuff for people yeah. because i've there's a lot of interest in that. A lot of people leave comments wanting to know. Yeah. Oh yeah. How the heck did you do this and stuff? So that's something else I kind of want to do. Like aside from guns is even if it's not gun related, is how do you get going with no money in your pocket? And how do you get companies to pay attention to you and stuff like that? Yeah. I think that's a great idea, man. And, and if you yeah. need any, you know, if you need anyone to uh, show Definitely. up there and hang out with you, I'm down because there is stuff going on. I mean, like right now, YouTube is doing a bunch of stuff. They've been, uh, uh, unsubscribing people from us and on all the other YouTubers out there, not even just the gun guys, they're just doing it to YouTubers. They don't like, Yeah, you know, they're doing this stealth, making this like stealth attack on us. Um, they're going through and just demonetize, uh, demonetizing a bunch of our videos. And then you have to go in there and like separately for each one. Uh, have you had videos that. demonetized? Yep. 
How do you, how many? Yeah, um, it's not as many as the other guys. There's some guys, I mean, I've got about 650 videos on YouTube. Yeah. So some people have way more than that and they're getting a lot, hit with a lot or they have around that many and they're getting hit with a lot. For us, it's like one or two here or there and then we deal with that and then they hit another one. Lola yeah. was telling me they hit something um, yesterday and she couldn't even do anything about it because they did this to so many people. Right. So I know there's people that have been hit with like 50 videos at one time. And, oh, wow. You know, and then they're doing all kinds of things to kind of like hide us, shift us off in the corner. They'll they'll unsubscribe people from you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think like because uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, my ad revenue is a fourth of what it was in February. But I, I think that's the main way they're demonetizing people is they're not actually turning that little green money sign into a yellow yeah. money sign. Mm -hmm. I think they're just cutting the funds that are available because I think a lot of advertisers are saying, I don't want to be on this type of content. So yeah, I think one way to circumvent that is something I kind of tested out actually like two or what two or three videos ago was I had a firearms related company pay for a spot in my video, but I did it in like a natural way. And uh, that was one way to do it. And yeah, I, I, I didn't even monetize that video because of that. Yeah, I think if you do it in an open, honest way, I, I think that's, the, yeah. you know, to me, I'm fine yeah, with definitely. that. I, I've been advocating for us. Um, to have our own platform and not just gun guys, but the people that they're going after, yeah. you know, a lot of people who think like us, whether they could be gun guys, car guys, they do lots of different things. They're, they're really just going, sure. just the political guys, you know, they're going after yeah. us and um, we need definitely need our own platform for yeah. sure. And, but, you know, we just need to try to talk about these things and let people know that it's going on. And one of the things we've been using is Patreon. So I'm yeah, gonna... I do that as well. Yeah. What's your Patreon? Uh, it's not Tactical Toolbox. I created it before, like, the demonetization thing. It was a way so I can help the small businesses who don't have ad budgets to get more exposure. Yeah. And it's called the Guns of Greatness Project. Okay. So it's like patreon.com slash guns of greatness project. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, I wanted to ask you, how, how do you get on to full 30? I, I was wondering about that. <laughs> no one ever asked me that. No. <laughs> People ask me that all the time. Uh, Babyface, I, I, know, I know I can tell from your face that you're hungry. So if you have to go, I will definitely do shout outs for you. Okay. If you don't. Yeah, if you got to go. Later. Yeah, man. Peace. Yeah, you know what? Um, so here's the thing with full 30. Uh, really, full 30 right now is like an invite thing type of situation. So And the reason for that is bandwidth, right? So. Right. Obviously, you know, you've got to pay for bandwidth for all these videos to go on there. So they just haven't opened it up to everyone. Sure. Um, I know if there's YouTubers out there that really get hit hard, like when, um, you know, for example, with Hickok 45 that you were talking at the top of this, when, right. when he got hit hard with YouTube, they definitely opened it up to him. And, Hick and Hickok's like massive, you know, so. Right. I just wasn't sure because I, you know, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of people. That's why I was asking because I just kind of got on there. I was like, hey, how do I do this? And I yeah. had a feeling that it was an invite only, but I was like, hey, I yeah. don't think people are doing Glock builds on there either. So No, I think I think you would be great on there. I think there's so many YouTubers out there that would be great to go but on it's full the 30. bandwidth. I get it. Yeah, and yeah. it's tough though. It's tough. And if if they really came, I think if they really came after us, they would try to find ways of doing it. But it is right. a tough situation. And we and the only way that we can really deal with this is we all have to figure out, we have, all have to start working on things and figure out a way to do this because this is going to happen. It's happening now to us. I think the reason why 
uh, YouTube and Facebook and all these places aren't coming out directly and shutting us down right. is because they don't want to set up like court battles that that could possibly wind up with them being declared utilities. No, I agree. I think I honestly, I just kind of have a different theory about it. Like I kind of mm-hmm. think that mainstream media knows we're not watching television anymore. And if they cut the funding to creators, they can come in, put ABC type stuff onto YouTube and then the creators stop publishing because we're not watching. Yeah. That's my theory. I have no evidence for that. Well, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of people saying that the whole reason for this thing that went down, like that YouTube just used the excuse of this New York Times article. Right. But really what happened is that YouTube wants to be more like Netflix. Right. Right. So what they you know, part of that is they want the ability for people to be able to come to YouTube and see CBS shows, ABC shows, Fox shows and stuff like that. And I think they've already set up something like that. And when they were having. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when they were having those conversations with Fox and CBS and ABC, they know for a fact that more people look at independent people putting out news and uh, and, and all these kinds of shows like what we're doing, talking about different topics. Sure. They're doing it independently and they're losing to that because those yeah. guys are getting way more views than they are. That's something else I always tell people like they ask about starting YouTube. I'm like, dude, go create a website first, because. At the end of the day, if all your social media gets shut down, if your YouTube gets shut down, you have your videos backed up. You can you can have a platform on your website that you're doing simultaneously and getting the search engine optimization. And, uh, you know, just worst case scenario, because I find a lot of people like Instagram are charged. You know, there's a lot of accounts with 400,000 subscribers charging 50 bucks for a post. But that only helps you in the moment. Like you can't make money off of that later. Whereas, you know, YouTube, like your videos get watched, you get ad revenue. So I think a website, I think a lot of people undervalue the value yeah. of those. Because, I mean, ultimately what we need, though, even if you get your own website, is you need some place to be a server farm for all these videos. Sure. So if you've got no, 500, 1,000, 2,000 videos, like um, a lot of like if you, if you do this long enough, it's that library right. that really matters. And if you've got a big library like that, you've got to store that somewhere. And that's really what becomes a thing. But I think that as YouTube... This whole thing, I, I do really believe that they made deals with these companies and that's why they're marginalizing a lot of people because ABC, Fox and all these guys, they have their own Internet thing. And, you know, why right. wouldn't they say, hey, marginalize these guys and then we'll be able to come in there. And it's probably a combination of that. And then um, just institutionally, these guys mm-hmm. are incredibly liberal. They're social justice warriors. And they somehow yeah. think that we're the enemy. You right. Know, and they're, they're going to do something about us. And this is the way they're going to do it. You know, to get back to what I was saying, I think I spoke to a lawyer about them not taking advertising or not even letting. So, for example, if you're doing gun stuff the way that we are, you cannot um, you you can't go advertise on YouTube. Yeah. You yeah, can't you can. advertise your channel. You can't on, on Facebook either. Like I tried boosting a post a long time ago on Facebook just for like a video I did. And it got flagged right when I hit publish. Yeah. And you're doing something that's 100 percent legal, that you have a constitutional right right to do. You're not breaking any laws, you know, and they're shutting it down. And I asked the lawyer, well, how come we can't sue them? And and he said, well, basically, you guys are on a protected class. So if you were gay, you know, like with the whole wedding cake thing and they were trying to shut you down, you could do something about it. Or if it was because of color, but you're basically gun guys. So that's not a protected class. So the yeah. only chance that we have is if they were declared utilities, then as utilities, they have to serve us because we're, we're not doing anything that's illegal. Right. So 
I think that they don't want that. They don't want to have that fight, especially now with Trump. So when people yeah. think like it's not important who's president and, you know, who you vote for, it is because they are afraid of getting into that fight right now. Right. You know, yeah, and if uh, if we get conservative judges in there as well, you know, in the Supreme Court, I mean, then that makes it more difficult for them to do that because then when it goes to the Supreme Court, they're going to go, hey, these people are doing something that's legal. You can't do this. Matter of fact, you're utilities and you have to you have to serve them. So I don't think they want to have that fight and they're trying to do things. So we, you know, we can't just like give up. Right. You know, and one of the main things, I know we're kind of getting off on a tangent here, but it's a good topic. One of the main reasons why I call my podcast, Who Moved My Freedom, is because I'm a big believer in the books. I don't know if you ever heard of the the, the books, uh, Who Moved My Cheese? No, I haven't. Yeah, well, this is a great book that you should read. You, you, can, literally, you can literally read Who Moved My Cheese in about half an hour. Okay. Okay, so... I don't really want to tell you guys about the whole thing if you've never heard of it. I'm sure there's folks out there who have uh, heard of Who Moved My Cheese, but that's where Who Moved My Freedom uh, podcast, that's where the idea of it came from. And the, the one little thing I will share with you about it is that if, you know, people change the game, we're playing this game and they change the game, you can't sit there and cry about it. If they change the rules of the game, then yeah. you need to adapt and change with that. Right. You know, so folks like us that believe in the Second Amendment and, uh, you know, we're, you know, we may be conservative or whatever it is, uh, right. libertarians and all that. We need to just change the game. Don't sit around waiting for them, you know, for the day when they finally come and give you the death blow. I think a part of it, too, is like so, for example, like we we're talking about people that are pro-gun and anti-gun. And I remember for a while I felt like everyone was anti-gun, but it's not so much that there's a lot. It's just the ones that are are super noisy. And I think yeah. as gun people, we kind of keep our mouth shut a lot because we just we're I think we're like more mature, you know, mm -hmm. and when something goes against us, we just take it and learn how to adapt like you're talking about. But I guess I mean, the way that we get a, like that protected status is to just whine about it. Yeah, I mean, we need to make noise. It seems to work. Yeah. It seems to work. Yeah. yeah. Squeaky will gets to grease. Yeah, we need we so. need to we need to change and, and figure out a way to do things for ourselves. But we also do need to make noise about it and, and fight and use yeah. every tool that we have at our disposal, just like they do to us. Yeah, exactly. You and know? also, like I was saying earlier, is just like even just portraying guns in a different light that people aren't used to, like in like in my videos, like I'll have like a Nickelodeon song as like this song, like nobody expects that on a gun right. video, <laughs> you know, and you create these nostalgic. So like, think about it, like a lot of the people that watch my videos are my age, which I'm theoretically a millennial, like at the very you know beginning of it. And so a lot of millennials watch my channel and millennials are like the most nostalgic group ever. Mm -hmm. So if I can bring stuff back from our childhood, it brings up these good feelings, then that gets associated with my channel. And that's yeah. kind of the method behind the madness. That's yeah. what that's what I tell folks all the time that want to do a YouTube channel. I say, you know what? And we all do it in the beginning. Maybe we start copying someone. But yeah, you have to. Yeah. Like to just get started, you have to copy a little bit. Right. Exactly. But I think ultimately you're going to find success and you'll grow if you if you take what you're doing and then put some kind of like put your own unique twist on it, yeah. you know, and do things your way. Yeah. It's hard too, because like I remember, like when I was trying to plan out the channel, like I had no idea what direction I wanted it to go. But then as time progressed, I just had like I developed like this love for the smaller businesses, and so I was like, man, I really love that I did a review, and now this holster maker is so busy that they're on a fourteen week wait right now. Yeah. So that that really like 
it just made me feel good that I was impacting someone else's life in that manner. And then all the people that bought the products were satisfied. So I was like, wow, it's like a win, win, win situation. Yeah. That's what we try to and, do a lot. Uh, we try to help yeah. the smaller businesses. We're kind of all yeah. in the same boat together, except on different sides. So we can help each other out versus True. like the bigger businesses, you know, who, who yeah. they don't need you. But this is, right. this is a world today when someone wants to know something, they pick up this thing. Oh yeah. And they search on oh, yeah. it and they're like, yeah, I want to know what's a good holster to get or what's a, this thing or that thing. And then when they do that, if stuff comes up by someone who they recognize and they're like, Oh, okay. I, I, I like what this guy says, you know, then they go in that direction. So, yeah. And I will say like, you know, like we, me and you were talking about on the phone last week, I mean, like right now the main company that really gets it is Brownells. Like they know how to not only treat customers, but they know how to treat YouTubers and they know yeah. how to treat their employees. Oh, absolutely. And uh, those guys, they they got it down. Like, they're doing it right. Yeah. And uh, I'm all I, about I like companies that. like that, that get, you yeah. know, that this is a brave new world that we're going into, that they're embracing it. And, you know, they're forward thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, that's that's how you have to do this, man. And then to go back yeah. real quick to something that you were saying, I think a lot of people I've noticed there's a lot of liberals. There's a lot of incredibly liberal people that I know that are gun guys but here's what they believe about guns they're the only ones smart enough to have them yeah i've heard that too <laughs> you know yeah so they just don't think other people should have them so it's kind of like an elitism thing you know yeah there's Where all they, kinds of different stuff about it yeah. And, but yeah i totally I've, I've talked to people like that you know i mean but who are we to decide what others can have because that's how you get you know dictatorships and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's like with cars. I mean, if you say to people, Hey, there's no reason why you would need a B12 <laughs> or right. a B10 or a B8, yeah. which is kind of what's happening, right? They're like, Oh, you don't need this. And, and because they have influence over the car companies, you said you were into cars before because they have yeah. influence over that, you know, that's why we're losing those things. Right. You know, instead right. of, instead of giving people choices and if you want, it's like with, um, you know, it's like with the, the, um, the Ford F-150 Raptor that it's V6, but the yeah. big, you know, and it's turboed and all that kind of stuff. But the biggest things people complain about, I was like, no, you know, if it was a V8 and turbo, it would be awesome or supercharged yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Is and it wouldn't have lag. There? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's, it's weird. And it goes to like this whole, like, Thing about the environment I, I just watched a video i don't know if you ever watched college humor their youtube channel but yeah. uh this there's this guy he has a tv show too it's called adam ruins everything and he was talking about how tesla's like by you giving up your car and buying a new car the mere fact that they had to manufacture it creates more greenhouse gases than you're saving by having an electric car yeah absolutely you know yeah. um it's really interesting Taking a car that already exists, like, yeah. you know, taking a car that already exists and, um, you know, maybe fixing it up or adding something to it. And it's it's quite possible to take cars that already exist and make them, uh, you know, more fuel efficient or cleaner. Like, for example, just converting them to I'm, I'm like a fan of compressed natural gas vehicles. Yeah. Because it's cleaner. Yeah. You know, it's 50 percent cleaner than than petroleum powered vehicles. Is that the E85? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 not E85, okay. just compressed natural gas or propane, which we, oh, have, okay. we have more of that in America than there's oil in Saudi Arabia. Well, there was some guy like back in like the early 90s who created a car. I can't remember if it was running off hydrogen or water, but he mysteriously got poisoned at a meeting about making that car <laughs> go into production. Well, the yeah. thing with hyd the thing with hydrogen powered cars that just the only byproduct is supposedly water. It's incredibly expensive. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so you're looking at expensive cars. And once again, like you're saying, that there's a bunch of things that are going to go into making those vehicles yeah. that it's going to be destructive. And the biggest part of it is there's these rare earth metals that we need out of those things. Yeah. And the, the number one place that we're going to find those rare earth metals are in Afghanistan. Yeah. So, and we're yeah. not doing anything, even though we went over to Afghanistan and we conquered its ass, you know, uh, countries like Germany are getting those rare earth metals out of there. And the only other place we're going to find the, them in that uh, abundance is actually the moon. Another oh, place. Wow. So if we ever went to the moon in the first place, I know yeah. there's people who believe we didn't do that. If we went to it in the first place, we never went back. And that's where that stuff is. That's why like China, for example, is planning on, you know, figuring out how to go up to the moon, lay claim to the moon and then and then sell us those things back. Other than that, you, you'll see like there's there's um, like there's documentaries about kids in Africa, places like Ghana that they're in uh, the. They're in the dumps, you know, trying yeah. to get all these uh, like rare metals and stuff like that out of um, out of TVs or phones or whatever, you know, in order to make money. And it's all of that is destructive to the environment. It's like it's like that movie Blood Diamond, but with diamonds. But this time it's earth. rare Yeah. Earth magnets. Yeah. And yeah. so Priuses and things like that, the more you know, the more of that technology and all those kind of stuff that those vehicles use, really, the more destructive they are. So, yeah. You know what the crazy thing is, man? We could talk about that forever. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get off here, dude. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to keep you. I know you got family stuff to do going on. You know, I've got stuff going on here. So I just want to, once again, like remind everyone to subscribe to you, uh, I'll follow yeah. you. You're on Instagram and Facebook, right? Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, and yeah. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, and this is Tactical Toolbox. We don't have his little lower third here. Tactical yeah. Toolbox on YouTube. We do have a link for his YouTube channel in the description. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm so, going to upload this video too and then link out to you as well. So Awesome. Sweet. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'll come on whenever you want, dude. Awesome. Yeah. And if we're doing something that you feel like you think is interesting and you, and you want to talk about it, yeah, jump on. And if you do some stuff, man, that you want us to come on, you know, let us know and we'll be there. I will, dude. Thank awesome. You, sweet. So now like what I want to do to wrap this up, I want to thank everyone that's watching, comment, commenting, lots of good stuff in there. I don't know if we got to everything. Leave it in the comment section here and we'll try to get to it or just hit us up on social media. I want to thank the people that sponsor us. That's uh, Rand CLP, Andrews Custom Leather, Safety Harbor Firearms, and of course, Big Daddy Guns. If you like this gun. Oh, yeah. You know, if you like this Glock. It's at Big Daddy Guns. So just call them up tomorrow and tell them you want the Hank Strange discount. Okay. And they will take care of you. Yeah. Big Daddy. Throw in a rear sight. Yeah. Uh, well, no, this, this, this whole gun comes like this. No, I know. I was like saying they might want the rear sight. Oh, you might, oh, you might want. Yeah. That's probably in the box. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, in the, that's probably in the, uh, in the box for it. But anyway, so, you know, we got to thank Big Daddy Guns for giving us the studio and all that kind of good stuff. And of course, I want to thank everyone that sponsors us, looks out for us on Patreon. We definitely need that. So we are Patreon slash Hank Strange. And that's it. Do you know how I usually end my videos, Jonathan? Uh, I don't think I've ever watched like the very this. end of the live streams. Oh, well, I still, I still do the peace out, the man. Peace. Yeah, peace. There we go. Peace. <laughs> all right.